from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, we got 13 minutes of Zelda thrown right at us, and we're going to talk about it. Just keep swimming real slow, like real slow. Samus and Zelda finally team up in Zelda Fusion. Nintendo Made Podcast, episode 364, where you can hear Nintendo fans talk about the small little tidbits of food that we get from Nintendo about uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is what we got this week. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Hey, what's the Switch thing? Does it have two screens? Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Coke fused with Pepsi and the Monopo calamity arrived. Mikowski. I'm John Ultrahand Knitter. Yeah, Ultra Hand, that was referenced in there. For sure. So, uh, in between episodes, uh, there's been a trailer. Uh, it was like 10 minutes of gameplay, but it's uh, I say 13 minutes because that's like how long the video actually, actually was when it was posted on YouTube. It was I, sort of uh, edited together, too, so like, I don't know, it represented a larger chunk than just 13 minutes. Yeah, they cut parts out. But uh, I, uh, I actually got up. I woke up when it was when it premiered. It premiered at like nine a.m. on Tuesday morning. Yep. And I got up to pee at eight fifty-five. So I'm like, hey, I'm awake. So I stayed up and watched the Zelda trailer thing, like right when it was premiered. So nobody spoiled it for me. So that's cool. Or in your case, pee-meared. Yes. Why? Well, nice. Peed before that, but yeah. So I happened to wake up at the right time and see it, and I was like, hey, there it is. So yeah, we we finally got to see some more stuff from Tears of the Kingdom. We got to see some stuff. Like we never saw any stuff. More stuff, really. yeah. Well, I mean, we yeah, yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah, we still didn't get. Notably, it still wasn't like the full reveal. It wasn't like the here's the uh, story. What's happening? Here's a couple different lands you're going to be visiting. Whatever. In they fact, it kind of seemed like I think the land seemed like they just addressed like the most glaring questions right away. They're like, yeah, here's the thing you saw that everybody was talking about. We're Web- talk weapon about degradation. <laughs> or no the well that too but the fly the car or whatever but yeah like the, the yeah. tractor thing yeah. and then they were also like uh also the thing about going through ceilings we're going to tell you about that i mean that's that's really cool though i mean it's it, really cool i, I think it's like I it think, almost seems like it'd be game breaking compared to what it used to like yeah that'd be a challenge to, to design those uh areas around that if you just pass straight through versus Climbing up, yeah. I, I think the going through ceiling things doesn't that pretty much uh, negate the possibility of dungeons? That's what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, "Well, if you're in any dungeon, you can just, well, just go straight through he, the ceiling, or you can say that for some it, reason you maybe, can't do that." Yeah, maybe there's some sort of special like stone that resists that ability or something. I mean, they could do that, but I was, but, so. but they were like, "Oh, well, if you're in any any cave, you can go through the ceiling and come out on the top." And I mean, I, I felt like they didn't a, say dungeon; they said cave. 
Yeah. I, I felt like a lot of it was, you know, verticality and all that. It's like, hey, here's ways that you can just go straight up because the idea of the thing is going up. And I thought yeah. the whole, um, I thought the rewind function, they liked it so much for the Nintendo Switch Online that they brought it into <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. So I thought that was cool too. Well, I mean, that makes more sense instead of like a weird rock that just like is an elevator for some reason. It's like this rock is a piece that fell off of an island and you can rewind where it came from. So it will take you back up to where, like, I, I thought that's much cooler than just what, you know, whatever I, you know, whatever we saw before. So I thought it was cool. Like, I'd yeah. be interested in seeing like, what is the time limit on how long you have yeah, to when you can rewind that. it? Yeah. I don't know about that. Cause anything, you know, conceivably you could go and rewind it at any point in time. Like you could just, take Pangea back to one continent and then just walk right over where you need to go. It would be kind of cool yeah. to be like, you just, you just come by something and you're like, where did this rock come from? And yeah, then you get to learn about its history for the past 50 years. No, you probably, you probably won't go, go back that far, but I just like the idea. I, I think like I was saying, continuing it on with the Nintendo switch online stuff, you can only go back 30 seconds. So you have to get to the thing in 30 seconds and then you can go back to where it came from order. But I think it's a cool idea. I mean, how else would you, it's cool to just have all these different ways for you to get up to these islands in the sky. And I think that's basically the new thing. Like it, they don't, they kind of showed you the new worlds, the new worlds are the islands, right? Cause the world is the yeah. same. The world is the, the same, but it's changed. Islands. Yeah. It's I so frustrating the... to me that we can't call them skylands. Like I just want us to call them skylands. Yeah. But I imagine I mean, they didn't you? because of Skylanders. Like, do you really? I mean, I, I it really doesn't yeah. bother me whether they're called sky sky Skylands or I want to say Skylands. Yeah. I just want to call them like, I don't know, floating landmasses, floating territories. And I think if we got like flying machines and stuff, like it's going to be so fun because you wanted, you already had so much freedom to move around in the other one. And now they're going to give you like so much more verticality and you can make your own vehicles. And yeah, maybe we're jumping the gun here, but well, I mean, I, I, fi- I mean, I figured we'd go straight into the, straight into the Zelda trailer yeah. at the top here. Uh, John broke it down pretty well here on the notes. Um, yeah, the, the new abilities, the recall, recall is the, uh, rewind thing, as I was mm-hmm. saying, ascend is what, uh, is how you go through the ceilings to like the, to, to the top of the cave, which is pretty cool. And, uh, fuse as a uh, John was saying, Metroid, uh, and that's what I thought too. I put it on the community, uh, Zelda, yeah. Zelda fusion, you know, <laughs> like Metroid fusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So basically it sounds like you can take most of your weapons and pair them together or not even just weapons, but all this stuff in the environment and. And is, is it just me? To make new things. I say, is it just me, or was Meat Arrow the thing that people were talking about the most? Meat Arrow, yeah, I think it was on everybody's mind. Like, like it just seemed like from the way they presented it, where where they were hovering from, and there was an arrow, and the next next to it was the meat, or no, it was the leaf. They were mm-hmm. like focusing on the leaf. What happens if we combine an arrow with, say, and I'm thinking he's going to the meat, yeah. a, a meat arrow makes sense, but then he went to the leaf. No, they didn't really expound upon that at all. Like they don't show you, they don't show you what the leaf they don't show you what the leaf does, but then they go to like eyesight right. arrow. It's like obvious. But when when I saw the meat thing, I'm like, well, and then I then I was thinking, I was like, wait a second, this is like a Hawkeye Green Arrow game. Like it's it's the fucking it's the arrow guys. Like the meat arrow is basically yeah. the punching glove arrow that like that like Hawkeye and Green Arrow would have like in the oh, comic books. Yeah. So you're just hitting somebody with a big thing at the end of an arrow. It's not really that exciting, but. But I'm like, can you make boomerang arrows and like, uh, you know, obviously like exploding arrows and seeking arrows. Like this is all shit right. that like Hawkeye has done before. So mm-hmm. cool. Now we have a fucking uh, Hawkeye green arrow simulator coming to switch. And I'm excited about that because I was always a huge fan of the of the arrow characters in comics. So bring it on. 
I just want to have that stupid fucking uh, beard that Oliver Queen has in the DC. I think comics. more than anything, this this trailer brings me back to the physics of Breath of the Wild, and that's something yeah. you know I've talked so much about how much I love Elden Ring, even in the bonus episode we just released recently, or re- we recorded recently. But uh, I know yet. I uh, talked a lot of good stuff about that, but it does not have like at all real realistic physics and it's it doesn't need to for the kind of game it is but you know breath of the wild leaned heavily into that from the beginning like you can roll the ball down this way you can roll the bomb down here so that it goes to where they are then you detonate it you know it was always this kind of sandbox game so they just they've just expanded on the the sandbox concept yeah it's like what they've shown us so far but what if we had the sandbox what if we have the sandbox but we can also like combine every item together and i think that's what why yeah, it took why it took forever for them to get it out right because they wanted to make so it's like scribble down because they want to make everything combinable and what i want to know yeah. you, you probably won't be able to do it because it's kind of like inhumane but i'm like can we combine like living things together can i like take a can i take like a like a whatever a, 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 a moblin and like stick it to the back of my ship and like that'll be what propels it like the legs like uh trying to trying to live in the water will like become the paddles for the boat and that's how i can do it that's what i, I want some, I like my own island like uh i want some freaky Dr. god Rowe shit and, like, I, fuse I, animals and all that just be my own weird link off on an island somewhere I, I want some cronenberg creatures where i just like stick their heads together and they just and watch them just try to walk like that sort of thing that's what i want let's do that yeah, Link, don't you have, like, a quest to get to whatever? No, I'm fusing animals and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. That's my quest. I mean, this all kind of goes back to uh, Link's Awakening, and that one you could f- fuse the bomb in the arrow and shoot a bomb arrow, so yep. you could say uh, you could say it's and all inspired by that. don't forget about fusing kinstones in the one I played most recently. The Minish, yeah, and the Minish. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's kind of like some people are like, oh, yeah, now you got to make ships and stuff but i'm like oh but but yeah. that's cool we can make dumb shit it'll be fun we'll make all yep. sort of what flying, flying those 900 korok poops that you collected in the last game fuse them with all kinds of shit yeah. see what happens i mean there's only one korok poop i'm just hoping you can weaponize your like weird vehicles like can i have like a can i attach a bunch of spears and have it spin like so it has a like flying or whatever you know what i mean like maybe not spears but like make some fucking uh, mad max swords, shit. that's, so that's what i think like of when you're saying like a... that yeah Put a bunch of swords and shit coming out of it, and you can maybe just it's also like drive over people so and I get rupees, you know, spear I mean, them to death. It's just a lawnmower, but I kill people. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like I like the. It's like here, let's make an extra long poking stick. And what if we took a took a tree branch and stuck it to a rock, and now we have a giant rock that we can hit people with? And that's the know. one thing that, that pulled fun. me out was when the when the rock shrunk. Yeah. It's like, okay, why that? Oh, why yeah. not, like, smash the rock and then get a piece of it? That would be a little... Kind of, fuck, kind of kind of fucks with like the physics a little, a little bit there. Yeah. Out of everything. Yeah, especially when, like, you didn't know what... what they were, That was, like, the first example that they showed. Yeah. So you didn't know what they were getting at. And then the rock shrunk. There was a little bit of it. Like, wait, what happened? Yep. Oh, okay. I get what they're going for. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that in other games. But, yeah, it would be cooler if it just... It went, like, stuck with the scale and all that, where it didn't, like, change the size of it. Um, I, I've been watching, I've been, a lot of people have done videos and I'd really ex- respect anybody who did it, who like went through and found all the exact spots that are shown in this trailer and do like the side by side things. I know like a uh, game explain and Nintendo life did it. And, and it's, it's cool because you can see like the differences, like how the world has like changed, like all of the, um, all of the guardians that were like dead and, and laying around are gone now. Like now they're replaced by like encampments and like little, um, 
you know, little like uh, areas where people live now instead of that, which is which is pretty cool. And 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 you can tell that like the shrines and stuff are gone, like that were there, like where they're walking past in the trailer. So I I like that sort of thing. And then and you if you watch some, of it's shown like uh, the Koroks like in the background talking and what kind of looks like a Goron at one point and another one. So I'm interested. I like this idea of this is like. You know, everybody's recovered from, like, the, you know, the Ganon shit and all that. And we still don't know what the new thread is, but I like that it's been a while. And also, Link's hair is, like, gigantic now. He's it's grown a long, a long cool. time since uh, since then. So he looks he looks older and wiser or something. However many years it's been between long the two of them. Looks good. Yeah. He's got, he's got a lot of hair. But I, I, I like those, uh, those comparisons where it's like, oh, my God, you went to that exact fucking place that they were and just... Or like climbed up right where he was climbing up, and it's like here's the differences. I'm like, wow, okay. It makes me wonder: is this going to have? Is it going to be the, the same land just changed? Is it going to be uh, you know, more of the more land? Like more? What what, what was there plus fifty percent more or whatever? You know, like how much of it is going to be? I mean, that's the, the hope. Same. If it's like been, I, I think the fifty percent more is in the. Uh, I think the fifty percent more is in the sky. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it's probably. I think it's going to yeah. be the same land again with stuff on top of it, but they can still change parts of it like much right. more than yeah. it was. You know, be like, oh, this is where the core, where whatever, where the Gorons lived. Like maybe somebody else lives there or something. It, you know, they can they can move that around. All the Gorons got exterminated. Now the uh, just the business shrubs live down here. They live in they live in the skies. They went they went up there. I don't know. I, I'd like to see it all like moved around and all that stuff. So. I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited for it. It's a, yeah, it wasn't, they didn't really, really show you a whole lot. At least there was like new enemies in it, you know, like those construct dudes, dudes are new. So yeah, that's all There's they that. showed. That's all they really showed. And sometimes they'll come at you with a weird random weapon. So I wonder if you're, oh, yeah, they'll, they that. confuse their own too. So there might be some form of randomosity to it, or if it's not, then maybe it's just based on, I don't know. There's got to be some randomosity if they're able to build their own weapons, right? I was thinking that maybe that was supposed to like maybe cue you in a little bit on different things. Like if maybe if you couldn't didn't realize that you could combine a a rock and a oh, stick together, so whatever, the they'll come at you with like, a rock oh. and a stick, and you'd be like, "Oh well, I can make one of those." Or like the or like the the stick that and the fan thing. I thought it was supposed to like you know get your brain going to be like, "Oh okay," you know, instead of like reading whatever you know somebody break it down, you'd be like, "Oh well, that guy had that. Well, I can make one of those." You know, like try to try to make it all inside of the game and all that. And I like that. So so there's so there's that, and I and I and I expect that we're gonna see like more of these. You know, they're just they're gonna keep dropping like little like ten minute trailers or whatever till it can't. I was wondering the same thing if it was gonna be kind of like Sakurai revealing stuff about Smash, like having Ayanuma do this about the this game in particular because it makes sense. And like, why not just have a like super casual instead of doing a direct, just do these little like I guess they are technically like mini directs, but like here's a little bit more. Like we'll know you watch it. We know it'll trend number one on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. it did today, of course. In spite of other crazy world news, here's the kingdom. Maybe. I feel like they're yeah they're just gonna just give you little 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 tidbits like this. But I mean, I I, I really don't think they need to show that much. I think people are still gonna buy it. Like they could just put it out now without any other information. I think they're gonna do. Yeah, I would here. kind of appreciate if if they did <laughs> keep to this. Uh, restricted flow of information 
We're all going to buy the game anyway, and it's only a month away. And I want some surprises on on day one. Like I would, I would. I mean, this is probably never going to happen, but I would love to go into the game like just knowing nothing about the story whatsoever, and just yeah. letting it just surprise me as I'm playing it. Like, well, think of great. how much you love Breath of the Wild, and not only did we have like all this extensive gameplay shown to us beforehand, but uh, but it still wasn't we actually, enough. We actually got to play it. Well, we played it, yeah, yeah. But but and barely. I still, like, just a I tiny, still was just. Segment. I think that little bit of time i got to play it and those little like teases i saw otherwise made me more excited so it's like yeah i want to watch this stuff and i just don't think nintendo is gonna like blow their wad on these presentations like as far as what the cool stuff is they're just gonna make you like even more like ravenous to play it like the moment it's available i mean i yes i for one will be i will have that you know preloaded and ready to rock but uh, yeah for those that are not in that point, they got to be whipped up into a frenzy in the meantime. But what I really want them to do is on their next trailers, I want every everyone who does a voice in Tears of the Kingdom to tell me how much of a gamer they are on on a, on a green screen. I would I like just to really that, want yeah. them to do that because I don't feel like they're worthy of doing the voices for Tears of the Kingdom, and I want them to just ad lib the whole time and not do a Donkey Kong voice. That's what I want. And also, I just want to know who I'm going to show be me eighty percent of the for. of the game like they did for. Uh, for the Mario like who, movie. Who do you think I'll be the most thirsty for this time? Like, I want to know, like, it's probably based on my astrological science. So like, let's get some quizzes up already. <laughs> is that, is that a thing for uh, the Mario movie? Well, no, you remember, uh, they were super thirsty for that one prince. What was his name? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Fish prince. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. That I'm trying, that was, I'm trying to bring back. The, I want to bring water the thirst prince, back yeah. because the thirst brings the parched masses. The game. There's not enough tears to quench the thirst of the kingdom. <laughs> so there you go. Now I was like, I was hoping they learned from uh, from what they did with the Mario movie that maybe we don't, maybe not show as much. And you know, that's like 90 minutes versus like the 200 hours that this game is. Let's just go, not you know, not show as much of that. Yeah, my prediction is that we'll 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 continue to get to, you know a video here and there, and maybe maybe like a week out, we get sort of what it would be quote unquote the big info dump. I think there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this game that was cut content, probably, or ideas Mm -hmm. that they further fleshed out. So, like, there's probably a huge chunk of shit from the get go that they already had to work with. And then now they've been doing it for, you had multiple years to work on it. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about this game. But I, yeah, you show me four more like 10 minute videos and I still will probably not know jack shit about what this game is going to be like ultimately. That's me personally. I'm not going to pick apart everything like some people do. And I know that's some people's jobs in the media. And we're kind of like sort of in the media a little bit, but I don't want to do that dissection. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to know what everything is, but I, but I do, I like, I like seeing the comparisons to, be, to show like the evolution of the land and all that. Like, I think. Oh, absolutely. Really cool. And I, I mean, and I love to see the world reused, you know, going back to the Nintendo rep we talked to at MGC in 20, what was it, 2017? It was a long ass time like, ago, but yeah, I remember was talk- like they're going to reuse that map. Yeah, what was that? I remember that guy said, didn't he say that like there were all these other games that were going to be like Breath of the Wild, and they are kind of. But he said yeah. that he said that Metroid Prime Four was going to be like that, and then that you know what became of that? We never saw anything from that game, but maybe it yeah. was originally, and he just leaked it to us. I don't know. He's like, yeah, no, all these other games are going to be just like Breath of the Wild. Maybe he's working the same thing on it himself, and he, that's all he's been working on for the past like six years. It's just he's in his basement, just click, 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 click. 
make it <laughs> the Nintendo rep of Wisconsin or whatever we talk to. Yeah. You know, the you Nintendo, some cool posters. N- in that, Nintendo uh, state mask. rep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they were still trying to push the UK watch stuff. Um, it's it's already kind of got got the you know I've already got the spark where I want to play Breath of the Wild again. I was actually watching some Breath of the Wild stream stuff when I was editing earlier today, so I'm already like, oh, I got to play Breath of the Wild again. And since uh since I've been playing only a Wii U and 3DS recently, I want to play my Wii U Breath of the Wild because I, I was going because I have the motorcycle right. in that, and I was like, I got the fucking motorcycle on that one, so I'd rather do that one. I got all the DLC and shit, so so I think that's the one I'll go back to first. Seems legit. It's the Wii U Breath of the Wild because that's the one I put the most hours into. Even though I can't play that one in, in virtual con and uh, I, I can't play that in virtual reality. So whatever, you can only play the Switch one in VR. But I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll do, I'll do both of them. I'm sure. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about about the uh, thing here about the trailer? Yeah. So actually, they they had some other news at the end, which was that we're getting the. Tears of the Kingdom hardware, the the OLED. I guess we didn't even mention the Tears of the Kingdom OLED, which has been which has been like uh, rumored for like a month or something before this happened, so it wasn't that much of a surprise. But yeah, here you go. Is anybody interested in that at all? I already have my OLED, so I don't need to sell the one. I am oh, not. I'm good. It doesn't. Does it come with a copy of the game? I don't think it does. Probably not. No, it didn't. It didn't say anything about that. Mm. It just said. Uh, it just showed. I mean, that you know, the designs are kind of cool. Like they made sure to design every part of it, so it's not just like, oh, I just want the Joy Cons, or oh, I just want this thing. And and they're also, of course, coming out with a, a Pro Controller and a case as well. And apparently, as I've heard, the the pre-orders are already a mess, and people are already selling them for seven hundred dollars or something like that. So cool. That's all right. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved with any of that shit. It was a big. It was big enough of a pain for me to transfer my games from the regular Switch to the OLED. So, but I mean, I'm sure they'll get. I'm sure more people. I'm sure people will buy it. You know, I think it's. I thought the Joy Cons look kind of cool. I mean, it's a shame they're still Joy Cons and they'll still drift on you and all that. I've kind of uh, given up on the Joy Cons now that I have the other ones. So, don't care about that. But it's, you know, the time is drawing near and they, they said it's done. So that was good to hear in the trailer. Like I was, I was, I was afraid they're going to be like, oh, and by the way, uh, we're delaying in another Maybe month or something. More time. Yeah. So it, it, it's good to hear that it's done, you know, even though I've been so busy on Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't think they're working on that. Uh, I mean, I've heard, I mean, and Tony Khan said that uh, Fight Forever is done and that was a long ass time ago too. I'm starting to, I'm just starting to believe that that just game just doesn't exist. Just have to just wait for the uh, for the wrestling game that I the other one that I that I kickstarted. But yeah, I mean it's a I expect to see more of these. You know, we'll definitely at least see one more, maybe two more. You know, but I but I kind of I don't want them to give away too much. Like just I don't think they need to. Like just just do a mad flex here at Nintendo and just like just you're you're gonna do fine. You know, you sold. I just think so many of Breath maybe, of the Wild. Just like just go with it and don't say maybe anything. Maybe I'm reading to me too like much here into it. Is. But I think they knew, you know, for instance, Meat Arrow. They knew people were going to get into the Meat Arrow thing. Maybe they even had people, like, post about it internally or something. But um, they, they know what they're doing, and I think they're going to have a couple more videos. You know, I'm agreeing with you all here. I'm not really adding anything new in that in that regard. But it's going to be just for the hype, and it's going to not reveal shit, I think. In fact, it's just going to fuel speculation, which will make people more excited when their uh, expectations are subverted. I think. 
Some something I saw that was really cool that was pointed out in a video. I don't know if Breath of the Wild had this, but this one has longitude and latitude, like in the corner yeah. now. No, it does not have it. Uh, the original does not have it. Yeah, so so that's really neat. So like, if you want to tell somebody where you're at, you can give them specific mm-hmm. coordinates now, and you can find it. And it also has an elevation Perfect. level as well, of course. Now that we're dealing with, you know, the verticality and all that. So say Minecraft had that, but you had to like yeah. open the like special menu. It wasn't like built into the game. But but that outside yeah. the developers sort of thing. But I found that really interesting. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's great. Instead of just being like, oh, go northwest of this thing or over here it's like oh no it's uh twenty six six seven of one oh whatever and it makes it even more of a realistic world yeah and it does what it makes it a more realistic world because it exists like in a physical sense that you could make an analog to like a real world yeah place where you can like explore it and stuff i mean if there's a multiplayer thing it could be like meet me at this place i think there will be multiplayer and they have not mentioned that yeah. there, i mean there was the there was like the yeah, they had shown uh about uh nintendo about the nintendo online service being a part of it like that yeah. people had seen that in the advertisement so i mean i don't know i if there's multiplayer on there please just make it a side thing like i don't give a shit about it i want the single player like i think a lot of people don't want that so there's so many games in the past that have been like know, less the... lesser games because they have multiplayer stuff tacked on there where we could have had more of a game if it didn't if more of the that was back when we had so much space that would fit I'm on whatever. Big fan I'm of just the... saying the multiplayer's ruined a lot of games, so let's uh, get it out of there. You're a big fan of Triforce Heroes, so I'm just saying. Well that was all multiplayer though. That was what that game was. Saying, that game was great. Maybe this is your ultimate dream. Yeah. That game was great. I think that if they were ever gonna do But like Metroid Prime Zelda, two multiplayer, think... like who wants or Bioshock two multiplayer? It's not even included on the Bioshock collection because it didn't fucking matter. Like, Here's why like I think nobody wanted it. They are gonna they are gonna do it is one because of that that uh, NSO thing that you mentioned. Two because of um the focus on crafting. And if you look at all the other uh, Minecraft multiplayer, uh, what's like a Roblox multiplayer, I think they're going with Zelda multiplayer, you know, crafting, cra- build stuff together. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much a, a sure thing, I would say. So do we think you're, you're going to be able to build structure? Yeah. yeah, can you build things that you live in? Maybe. I, I saw I saw a few ships with that, that on would be Twitter. Cool. Like, can you build, like, cabins to live in? Maybe you can buy it and build a thing and you can crawl into it, but I don't know if it'll actually do anything for you. Can you fuse a bunch of beams together to make a house? Mm-hmm. I, for one, I would be excited for multiplayer. I would welcome it. And also because uh, this is not a, um, you know, a, a from the ground up, you know, I mean, this is, this is sort of the, the, the Majora's Mask to, to Ocarina of Time, right? Mm-hmm. Where they had a bunch of assets and uh, if they were going to add a major new mode onto a game, like now would be the time when they've already got a bunch of assets built and can focus on doing a second new. And they have mode. an online like infrastructure. Yep. Which they did not have. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. I just, if there is multiplayer, I want to be able to play it not multiplayer because I, you know, I don't want it to sacrifice the single player. I would single be player is what I'm, is what I'm like... uh, interested in. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like the Dark Souls or Elden Rings of the world where you can summon people to help you at like bosses or something. Oh, yeah. You know, there's specific spots in the world where you can bring someone in to help you. And then they get, of course, they get some sort of bonus as a result on their part. So, yeah, everybody wins and you get past the part. 
Well, you, you know, I mean, you could you could do that in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U, even like that was. Oh yeah, way way back when you could bring people in of higher absolutely uh, of, uh, higher levels Monster to help Hunter you out. And, yeah, you know, it's a very common gameplay element, and seeing as how much stuff that you know, looking back on it, how much Breath of the Wild took from Monster Hunter, I wouldn't be surprised if well, and all the we stuff see that, more elements. Yeah, all the stuff that Breath of the Wild took from. Xenoblade as well because it's the same developers yeah. <laughs> because uh, right. Monolith did it. I'm just saying Monolith did it before they can do it again. I don't know if you remember in Xenoblade X you could go to that big like uh, the big board and you could just look and you could hire people like other you know other players to like come and fight with you and all that. I did a bunch of that like when they. I don't remember out. any of that, but I know it, I did it. It was cool. I mean, I think you can do it in uh, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses now too, which I didn't uh, I didn't play enough. There was an update where you could hire people. Uh, who had higher levels to fight with you as well and that but yeah no i'm uh i'm excited about it i just want it to still be single player but i'm sure i'm sure there'll be a part of it that's even if it is multiplayer you don't have to necessarily play it like that but i'm excited to stick things together and build uh build star wars uh structures as i've seen people mention that the boat looks like the y-wing uh, when jess and i were watching it uh they mentioned that it looked like a speeder, which I do think it kind of looks more like a speeder than a Y-Wing. I think he might have done that on purpose. It looks like, like the sand, looks to, like the sand you speeder. You don't have to be at yeah. all side by side. You can make it like this. I think he purposefully yeah. was... Maybe he didn't think they would think it looked like the land speeder, but it did look like the land speeder. It we does, though. It, yeah, it do, I think it looks more like the land speeder than the Y-Wing. But I've, I've seen... Yeah, I saw people talk about the Y-Wing. I thought it looked like the land speeder. Yeah. But it's... I mean, it's cool, yeah, that you can build a fucking boat that'll, like take off out of the water and just go into the air I, I think i feel like a lot of it was they saw like the speedrun community or all the people building like building their own ships and they're like well what if we did that like what if we did it where you could build your own too and they kind of just played off of that and I, it's just i mean i just want it you know it's just going to be like this big experimental sandbox and that'll be fun and hopefully there's still some story in there and maybe some dungeons or something and some music or something like that i don't know but I mean, it's it doesn't deter me at all away from uh, buying the game. So I'm still, obviously, I mean, I'm getting it no matter what. Like just just took the day off to to play it. So we're we're getting it no matter what. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all are. There's no way. I mean, John already it. has it. Or John already paid for it. So he did. Yep. Yeah, you already have it. Dang, reserved. John. Yeah. I'm all set. Well, I think uh, I think we can move on from that, right? Does anything? Nobody has anything else to say about uh, Tears of the Fusion. If not, we'll have something to say about it next week. Yeah, we'll we remember it. it while we're talking exactly. about it, whatever. Um, let's talk about uh, what we've been doing and what we've been playing for the week. Yeah, um, I, as I said earlier, uh, what's the Switch? Because I've mostly just been playing uh, 3DS and, th- and Wii U games. But, you know, they went down. They are officially down now. There's uh, kaput out of there, gone. Uh, they went down as of like what seven o'clock on Monday, I think. I saw there were live people did live streams of it or whatever, which is probably incredibly boring. I didn't watch any of them, but it's like, what are you doing? Just like going to the shop and then exiting and then going back again and seeing if it's there, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing for that, or you're just staying on there just to see if they'll kick you out or not or whatever. But uh, but but since since last week, uh, I I I kind of went and got some things. I've got like I got nine more games <laughs> since since last week. I kind of went a little stupid with it, but wow. but hey, it's the end of the eShop. Like the basically all the things that I got, I researched how much I would have had to pay if I wanted to try to get it at physical somewhere later, 
And there's no fucking way because most of these are like a hundred plus dollars for a cartridge or whatever. So I was just like, you know what? This is the end of it. You're either going to get it now or you're never going to get it because this stuff is going to keep going up in price. It already has. It's already there. So I had specific stuff that I was interested in. Um, after Jeremy talking last week about Resident Evil Revelations on Switch, my mind was like, hey, uh, you know, Resident Evil Revelations on Wii U's pretty cheap. I should get that. So I got Resident Evil Revelations for two ninety nine on Wii U because I knew that it would never be that cheap on the Switch because it only goes as low as seven ninety nine because Capcom knows that Nintendo fans will pay whatever for their games and and their uh, their fucking um, cloud game finally went on sale like ten dollars off that's it and you can buy them for like eight dollars on, on on PlayStation Four. It's true and not cloud, which I still haven't played seven yet, but I'm you know too distracted with Yakuza. But uh, but yeah, I got so I got uh, Resident Evil Revelations one, and uh, I forgot how great that game is. I love that game. Have you have you got to play any more of it, Jeremy, since last time? Just a little bit, but I I don't know. I'm still not vibing with it. I think I just need to set some time aside and be like, that's what I'm gonna play. Tonight. You gotta you gotta put some time into it because it's a uh, it's int- it's like it's never just gra- it's never grabbed me. It's interesting. I have it on the 3ds, and I still didn't yeah. play it that much there. It's interesting because they're kind of trying to pull from two things. So, like, I watched, you know, Resident Evil 4, the remake that's out on PS4, PS5, whatever now. I watched this whole video about it, and uh, they're talking about how, like, you know, the original creator, like, loved the Resident Evil remake on GameCube so much, but nobody bought it. So they had to to go more into this, like, action world that was Resident Evil 4. And then we had 4, and then we had 5 and 6, and 5 and 6 were both trash. So... When Resident Evil Revelations came around, it's kind of like, well, what if we kind of go back, try to go back to like the uh, survival horror aspect of Resident Evil? And they do kind of, but they also still make it action-y as well. So it's kind of like a half and half thing. I mean, I will say the graphics are spectacular, even for this old of a game. It looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I played it on Wii U and I'm like, you know, this isn't like the best looking game I've seen. But you have to realize it's a 3DS game. Like it's one mm-hmm. of the best looking 3DS games for sure. Like just the details and how big the fucking boat is that you're on and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a crazy idea. It's like, what if we took a mansion and we put it on a boat? Like, what if we had a boat with a mansion in it? So like Resident Evil one, but on water. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's a great idea. So, so you have a little bit of that, but you also have like, you have, you have the right controls. Well, eventually on the 3ds, once the circle pad pro and all that was in there, then you had the dual stick. So you had all that, but also it like, it goes between stories. So, You'll play for a certain amount on the boat, and then something will happen, and it'll do like a cliffhanger ending episode. And it's all like, it's episodic, too. Like, it goes like episode Mm -hmm. one, two, and three. And whenever you turn the game on, it says, it's like, recently on Resident Evil Revelations. And it'll give you all the information that you need to know for the part that you're at in the game, which I always think is really cool when they do that. And even when you're playing the game regularly, when you finish an episode, the next episode will do a previously on thing to tell you all the things that you need to know going into that that episode that you're starting. And I, always, I thought that's really cool. So you'll like play on the boat for a bit and then it'll stop. Like, you know, minor spoilers. It's the first couple hours. Uh, Jill's on the boat looking for Chris, looking for Chris Redfield with, uh, with Parker, which is a new character for this. And once you, you know, you, you meet somebody that Parker knows from the past and then it cuts to Chris at the same time, like on a, on a mountain in the, in, in some like, you know, Arctic snow area or whatever. And then you play out Chris's part of that, and then it comes back to you, and then you realize that Chris isn't there and all that. And it goes back and forth like this. 
and it'll be like you'll you'll find another thing and yeah when parker meets the guy you go back to where parker first met the guy that you're seeing on the boat now and you play out that so it does like this kind of backstory thing within you doing the boat stuff and i always thought it was really cool like i was really impressed by it because it went back to the resident evil that i liked more like the more like the more horror like uh survival stuff so so yeah i've been having a blast playing it again like a, even though I, I got stuck on, I'm stuck on a boss right now. Like there's this crazy, stupid boss that I can't beat. That does some crazy. It has like this chainsaw arm thing, and it'll like swallow you and like throw you on the, and like cut you in half in the middle, and it sucks. But yeah. <laughs> I've been killed a bunch of times. I probably died five or six times. So that that kind of took it down. But the cool thing about having the Wii U version is that you can play it with two screens. It's like playing a 3DS game on your TV. And it actually requires that you use the, the, the giant controller because I tried to start it up with my pro controller, <laughs> and it's like, nope, you got to go get your other controller. And I'm like, okay, fine. So, but it, but it, you know, it's it's this, it's the the greatness of the Wii U. You know, you got your map on the bottom, you got your different weapons yeah. down there. You can change them in real time, real quickly. You know, you can just like touch, you know, touch. It's like I want to do the hand grenade. All right, cool. Let's. I want to do the shotgun. Here, there it is. All right, and, and and you can also just look down and be like, all right, I need to go over here. I've opened these doors. These doors are locked. Like that really helps for, you know, for like navigating through the mansion and all that stuff. So I was very happy to get it for two ninety nine. I was like, you know, I already have it for three DS, but I'll pay two ninety nine to get proper dual stick controls and all that stuff. Even though I really miss motion aiming. Is there motion aiming on the Switch one? Uh, I don't think so. Not from my experience so far. Mm, that's that's too bad because uh, uh, there's motion aiming in Village, and it, it should be on everything. Is how I feel, but it but it's all well, it's, it's, it's on fun the to play. PS4 version as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, like the tilt aiming or whatever you want to call it. I guess it's motion. Oh, for village. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know because uh, Resident Evil Four the remake didn't have it in the demo, and that was really I really missed that. Pretty sure it did. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought it did. No, I hope so. I hope it has it in seven too. Whenever I get to playing that. But yeah, I was, I was happy to get Resident Evil, Resident Evil Wii U for two ninety nine. So I was like, hooray. Uh, what else did I get? I got Gargoyle's Quest 2, which I didn't realize there was a third one in that trilogy there. So instead of yeah, like, there's Gargoyle's Quest on Game Boy, and there's Demon mm-hmm. Crest, but there's one in right. between that's for NES, which was released on 3DS and Wii U. I actually didn't know it was on Wii U. I actually realized it was on there while I was watching uh, uh, Daniel Thoris's, uh stream on uh, Twitch from our friends from uh, Smashing Theory. And uh, I saw he had gotten it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I should get that. Because it's only four ninety nine. So I got that game also. Because I, I wanted to play it on a TV. And I actually played some of it today. And it's it feels very much like the Game Boy 1, except in color and more of a story mm-hmm. and all that. So, And I heard uh, 8-4 play. They were talking about that on one of their podcasts. So I'm like, hey, let's do that. So That's I got, cool. I didn't even yeah. know about that shit. Yeah, so I got that. Um, what else did I get? I got, I got Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D on 3ds for 2.99 because that was a game i always wanted to play but i never wanted to play it for 40 dollars. but i was like it's a great game for three dollars if you want to you know it's basically like you know it's the mercenary mode you basically run around and you kill zombies but there's different there's different levels for each character and if you if you get like, like multipliers and stuff too right yeah there's there's multipliers and uh if you get certain scores you unlock more characters and different characters have different loadouts like they all have different weapons and stuff like that so so there's there's plenty of replayability on that. It's kind of like a horde mode, right? Yeah, it is. And yeah. But the but day. there's like eight different characters and you start out with like two. I've just been playing through Jill's version, but yeah, there's 
you can play with all these different people, and like I said, they all have different weapons. But I got stuck on a boss on that, too. But it, it's kind of funny because it's, it's one of the very first 3DS games. So the uh, the kind of the kind of like stop motiony stuff that you see in like later Switch games, that's in this game. Like everybody has that like real like you know ten frames per second movement before you get right up to them, just because it had just started. And there's no there's no dual analog control like you have to control it like you do in Resident Evil Four, but it's still you know it works well enough. And like I said, two ninety nine. I was I'm like oh, let's try it out, and I did play it in three D, and I'm like hey you know what this game's all right. I'm, 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 I like it better at 3 than 40, so I'm like, cool. I also I downloaded all of the free themes that you can get. There's like, you can get Sonic the Hedgehog, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Etrian Odyssey, Radiant Historia. Like, I downloaded all of the ones that were free before the shop uh, closed, just so I could get all of those. I kind of went on a crazy, uh, you know, grab whatever you can uh, thing for 3DS. And yeah, some of those, the, those themes are great. I, I don't know why they never came to Switch. It makes you really sad about the the two themes that we have on Switch. You got black and white and no music. On the 3DS, there was music for everything. You could you could get those little uh, badge icons to put over your folders and all that from the badge game. Like There's just so much more shit you could do on that than the other. I just think they like released it bare bones and it, no one cared, so they just kept it that way. Oh, people cared. I care. I mean, there's there's cared, a lot of people that care about there not being themes there. I see. I see but they were, pe- stuff they were not it. showing that lack of care with their wallets. No. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, they, they could even charge, you know, a buck or two or charge platinum yeah. points or whatever, you know, to get different things. That, that's what they did on 3DS. They charged you like 99 yeah. cents or $2 for a theme. But there were three, like I said, there were free ones too. Like I downloaded a whole bunch of free ones that you didn't have to pay anything for. Like like Sonic like Sonic's twenty fifth anniversary or whatever I got that one and I got two fucking Radiant Historia ones for free and Etrian two Etrian Odyssey ones too for free you know it's just like here have it and it's got really good music and artwork and all that stuff and yeah cool go for it and I got it set up to where like you can set it to where it kind of like shuffles through them so whenever you turn it on it'll have a different uh, theme on which is pretty rad let's see what else did I get I, I got Radiant Historia just because uh, there was a lot of talk about it on our community. And I felt like I needed to get it just because. Because it's fucking expensive as fuck like, to try to get it digital. And I'm like, am I ever going to see it again? Who knows? I'm just going to go for it. So I paid full 40 for that. Haven't played it yet. But I just there was talk about that on that. There's talk about it on Axe of Blood God as well. So it's just like, mm-hmm. there's talk all over the place about Radiant Historia. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to get it. Because who knows if I'll ever get to get it ever again if I don't know. But the one that I've been playing the most, actually, which I love, is Luigi's Mansion the remake of the GameCube game that came out on 3DS. I never played it, and I always wondered what it was. Well, I got it because I love Luigi's Mansion. It's one of my favorite series. So it, it, it was it was a late release on 3DS, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I always wanted to play that that Luigi's Mansion seemed, remake. You know, like so, sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, I always wanted to play that Luigi's Mansion game. So I looked that one up, too, and it was selling for around $100 for the for the physical game on eBay. So I'm like, all right. I'll just, I'll get it. So I got it. I paid full price for it. And I've just been playing, I've been playing that like crazy. I've just been loving the hell out of it. It's, uh, it's mostly, I mean, it, you know, it's a ground up remake of the GameCube game. Like they changed like the, the graphics and all that stuff to make it look better. It's kind of cool because if you remember the original GameCube was supposed to be in 3d. So it's kind of a cool thing to play it in right. 3d finally, because the original ideas of, of it particular overlay for the TV or something. Yeah, they were going to do some sort of 3D thing to it, and it's like, now yeah. you can. And uh, Guiji is in there. There's a multiplayer thing. 
which I'll never play probably because somebody I'd have to find somebody else that had it. But it's funny because like, uh, what's his face? Uh, God, I should fucking know his name. Egad. Egad. Uh, Egad basically. Uh, future Egad calls past Egad to tell him about Guiji, and that's how it happens. So like, he basically travels through time from Luigi's Mansion Three into Luigi's Mansion One to tell you about Guiji, and that's how Guiji becomes part of the story. So they like, do like Luigi fucking rules. So they Bring do <laughs> so they do dumb stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool actually. I'm like, ah, that's awesome. And there's um there's like elemental powers now. I don't remember that being in the original one, where you can shoot fire and ice and water out of your uh out of your um vacuum cleaner. Like I don't remember yeah, that don't, being yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't recall yeah. it being elemental per se, but I do remember being able to like shoot different yeah, yeah, I I got to the part where you shoot the moon, where you shoot the thing at the moon. Like I just yeah. did that, and I remember that blowing my mind. Like when we played it together, Jeremy, for the first time, where you shoot the moon, and then it makes a little like rainbow road sort of thing, and it yeah. leads you to the star. Because you have to find like pieces of Mario, and there's like a um, uh, Clairvoya. Uh, she's like a, a you know um, a psychic ghost, and you bring uh, you bring like Mario's hat and his shoe and his glove and all this stuff, and she will give you more information about what's happened to Mario. And and you do actually get to the point where you go underground and you see Mario, you know, and uh, basically stuck in a painting by King Boo and all that stuff. And I've been going through and catching all the boos. And there's a little there's a little boo meter that'll tell you like where they are and all that. And it's just great to play it again. Like I really love that game, and it's it looks really good on the 3ds. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going for fucking Luigi's Mansion because that's the one that I haven't played. And I love Luigi, and I love those games. So it's been a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of the Resident Evil remake, sort of, you know, because it's. I don't think it has as much new stuff, but it's still, you know, it feels like a new game, even though it isn't. And it's such a dumb thing, but just having the map on the bottom screen all the time helps so much. Like, in the original one, you had to, like, check the Game Boy Horror to see, like, where your map was and all Mm -hmm. that. It's always on the bottom screen. There's a little, like, a sprite of Luigi that'll show, like, where you are in the map. And whenever you get a key, it automatically shows you what door the the, the key goes to. So you don't have to like go in and you just go straight to there. And it's just, it just, it just plays really well, you know, and I've just been having a, been having a great time with it. I think there was a bonus boss that I found that I did not remember, like one in the graveyard where you like, you, you like go through the dog house and there's this giant grave and this guy fights you. I think that was new. I don't remember that being in the original one, but it's been a long time since I've played it. But yeah, it's just kind of cool to like see all the new stuff that's on there that wasn't there before. But yeah, that's been, that's probably been my favorite game of the week. Like if there's a, for picking our whatever game of the week is Luigi's Mansion 3DS. Cause you I played just, all the way through Dark Moon, right? I played through all of them, yeah. Yeah. And I might play Dark Moon after this one because I'm really loving the first one. So maybe I'll go back and do Dark Moon and maybe I'll play Luigi's Mansion 2 also. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I'm having a great time with that. Uh, what else did I get? I also got Legend of the River King 1 and 2 because I always wanted to play those games. And who knows if they'll ever be on Game Boy. Uh, Those are like RPGs based around fishing, right? Yeah, they're fishing RPGs. Like the first one, uh, your sister is fallen ill, and the only way to save her is by catching this mystical fish, and you become a fish. Uh, you become like a professional fisher, and because of that, and and the second one, there's like gods that like uh that destroy the earth, and you need special fish for that. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like I read reviews of it, but yeah, people love it. Like they say it's incredible. It's a short RPG, but they say it's in, like the seven or eight hours that you play to get through it are incredible. So I'm like, you know what? I want to play that oh, game. Yeah. And uh, even though Game Boy is on Nintendo Switch Online, uh, I don't. I have no faith that all the Natsume games are actually going to come here because, 
you know, Star, what not Stardew, uh, Harvest Moon on Super Nintendo has been out on the Japanese one for a long time, and it never came out in English, which is fucking weird. So, makes me feel like it's not going to happen. So, and speaking of games like that, I did. I wanted to get a Harvest Moon game for 3DS, so I just kind of searched Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons stuff, and I found this game that I'd never heard of called a uh, Return to Popolokroys, a Story of Seasons Fairy Tale. And it's basically an RPG that combines Story of Seasons slash Harvest Moon with an anime called uh, Return to Popolokroy. And uh, it's basically a turn, it's like a turn-based RPG revolving around farming and all that. So I'm like, that sounds amazing. And I, mm-hmm. I went and I read reviews of it. Uh, Nintendo Life gave it a nine. They said it was incredible at the time that it came out. And I'm like, all right, I got to try this out. And it was 20 bucks instead of 40. So I'm like, I'm going to go for that. And I ended up having to delete something to get it on my 3DS and I ended up deleting Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate because there's no internet for the 3DS. So <laughs> like it's like am I even going to be able to play it? And I bought that for like $2 too. Way back when before So is this um uh, hold on so this is a did you say it was a, a 3DS game or was it a 3DS? A, or, it is a, it's an original 3DS game. Yeah. Of Public Cry. Okay. It's okay. a it's a th- an original 3DS game that mixes uh Harvest Moon Story of Seasons with um with like a fairy tale style anime called uh, okay. Return to Popola Christ. I say there was one they did right kind of recently where it was like uh well it's in the last few years where they combined story of season seasons with a different anime. What's that? Well I guess I mean there's the Rune Factory ones, but that's well because it's also like a spin off of Story of Seasons. Oh are you talking about Doraemon? Yeah Doraemon, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. That that's a different thing. But, but it's kind of a similar idea where they yeah. take the anime and yeah. combine well, this, it with the gameplay. Yeah, and this, but this one has like turn-based battles, and you have a full party. Mm. And but it's also based around like different seeds and different vegetables that you have to fight or whatever. It, lo- it looked crazy, and I, I played like the first like ten minutes of it or whatever, and it looks really pretty. And it's fully voiced over too, and you can play it in Japanese. And you have, there's actually two different options with different Japanese actors for whatever characters and all that. And I thought that was really cool. So I was super into it. And the last thing I got was Escape Vector, what I, which I just saw uh, Nintendo Life did a little article about it, and it was on sale for 2 bucks. And I had, like, some money left over, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll get another one. And it's like a puzzle game, and I haven't played it yet. So I got all of those for there. So I had a pretty big haul at the end before the... And this is I did all of this after we recorded on Sunday, because I wanted to make sure and download whatever I wanted uh, before the eShop completely closed, so... That's what happened. I'm wondering what was your total spend. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I didn't put it together yet. You can figure you it out. I, I put. I put all the time. I put all the money on here. They can. They can figure it out. John, you should go next. It was a. Uh, I mean, I sure. guess the the only other thing I did want to say one thing just so I could put it on the soundtrack of this episode. I played Lovely Planet, which is that cute first person shooter that I mentioned that I got that was on sale mm-hmm. for Wii U. And uh, it's you know it's 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 very basic it's it's cute but the soundtrack is fucking baller like it's almost like Katamari Damacy level like minus like the lyrics and stuff but it's super J-pop and I was blown away by how good the soundtrack is and and the game is the game is good it seems it's kind of it's kind of simple but it's still difficult but the soundtrack is like whoa so I want to put that on there and I played Harvest Moon sixty four it's like Stardew Valley but it's super slow but it's fun yeah. to play it again you can see where the Junimos came from they came from that game. So oh, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. And I also I streamed uh, DS on Wii U on on Twitch. I played Kirby Squeak Squad, Mario Kart DS, Star Fox Command, 
and Super Mario 64 DS. And I thought my stream was so good that I posted it on YouTube. So go to youtube.com slash oh, so you, you played Super Mario 64 DS. Did you play as Mario or Yoshi? Well, I ha- you have to unlock Mario. So I played as Yoshi first and I got to Mario. Yeah. And then you played as Mario. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, Thor's was on there too. So he commented on it. But it's nice. a, it looks nice. Like I got to Bowser, and Bowser looks great on Super Mario sixty four DS. He looks so much different. He looks so much more modern. Like he looks like the later Bowser's that you would see. Is he wearing like a tie and stuff. No, I mean his like, he, like his it, he, like the completely redid it. Like he looks more like right. the Mario Galaxy Bowser than like the Mario sixty four Ga- Bowser. You know. Yeah. But I don't know if I ever unlocked Luigi or Wario on there. I don't remember. It's been such a long time. But I I want to I want to keep uh, streaming DS on Wii U stuff because. That was always one of my favorite things about Wii U is that we had well, a virtual now, now console DS. Yes. And you now no one well. can get it. I still Dang I still believe that in an alternate reality, if they would have uh, released 3DS games for Wii U, the Wii would have done better. Like they, if they would have just like married them together, like kind of like the Switch, but two systems, and all of a sudden we could get Where like a... Link Between Worlds on Wii U and play it on the TV. Like I feel like it would have done so much better. Like I don't or know why they didn't like do a that. Console port for the 3DS game. Yeah, or have a little slot on there for the, or, or or just like let you just buy them on the Wii U. Like why not? Like nobody's buying it. Just like just starting throw throwing shit at the wall. They were already doing that with the DS and the Wii. Yeah, I was like, my guess is by the time they realized that, that would have been a good idea, they were already working on the Switch. Yeah, learned to. Save it for the next system. I think they're they're probably like at, at the top of the the switch uh, excuse, at the top of the Wii U. They probably were just hanging on to that idea of these have to be separate. We have to have a console. We have to have a yeah. uh, a, a handheld to the point where they even had different divisions of the company, you know, dedicated to each thing. Right, and somewhere along the line, they realized they're mistaken. They had to bring them together, so they did. And at that point, why not save it for the switch? Yeah, I just um in in another timeline, it would have been really cool where they would have, and I always thought that I thought that was the best idea for switches. Yeah, like, yeah, we shouldn't have separate companies for like the handheld and the console. That was one of the best things was to bring them together because you know I had a lot of friends who didn't have handhelds and they do not get to play all these amazing games that are not on like you know that are only on 3ds or Game Boy Advance, like better than you would see on the console market. So I'm like you know. Now it's everything's in the same spot, and it would have been cool if they did it before. But I will still hold the flag for the for the Wii U forever because I love that dual screen. Well, the Switch really drew or really combined things because it it's like a lot of the portable market was still based out of Japan with Nintendo and people be on the subway all the time and stuff. So yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, now it's the Switch, which is everything you could take it with you. It makes more sense for you know where it was developed, but. We still use that. We still mm. like it. But yeah, it, it killed. There's no more. So sad. And in the Zelda Game of Watch was the last portable we got that wasn't a Switch. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, yeah, the, the portables are done. The handhelds, done. Over. <sighs> Just the hybrid. That's all we have. I'm still waiting for the HDS. But but John, you got you got some stuff for the Wii U as well before the eShop completely died, right? Yeah, I went and I, I uh, yeah, as I said before, I, I, I loaded some money onto my on my switch successfully i think we talked about that on, on our uh, x-pack show not the main show but yeah i got the uh money under under the under the, the wii u and i bought two games one was dr luigi which i've been wanting to play no surprise there. i'm a luigi fan and, um, a, and a dr uh, mario fan and a dr mario fan i mean it was a game for me it's just i didn't have the wii u at the time and so i was all the wow you know 
looking over the fence at Dr. Luigi, like, oh, wish I could play that. And, you know, by the time I got my Wii U, it was, you know, three years ago now at this point. I was just saying, I'll get it sometime, I'll get it sometime. Well, sometime came, and it was the last couple of days of the shop. So I still haven't played it yet because I've been at my sister's house for the last week. My Wii U is over at my apartment. Uh, but I'm looking forward to giving it a try when I go home tomorrow. And then um, I also got uh, Portable Space Adventures. There it is. Yeah, and I just looked up enough on that game to be like, all right, it's it's good enough on its own as a a single player. I know it's best as a multiplayer, but I I didn't think you could play it at all single player. Yeah, it says on the eShop or said on the eShop. Well, it uses a touch screen effectively in that regard. Yeah, I mean, really hard to do. You can play one one to three players. I think it was. Well, the thing is, the thing is though, like. You you bought it so you have it so you can eventually play it with somebody at some point. Right. You know, it's like right. you can play you're it not going you're probably not going to be able to get it any other way. That's what that's what is a lot Couch of like. Up, you can play it. With yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. uh, that's what I felt with a lot of these games that I got when I while I was trying to break it down and look at what the price would be for the physical. I'm like, you know, you can either get it now and play it, or you may never play it. You know, that's kind of how I was feeling. Right. Like, and that seemed like the yeah. one game on on the Wii U eShop, you know, only available digitally that was exclusive to the wii u and could never be ported to another form without being significantly altered because it's used with the gamepad so i'm i'm looking forward to diving in and giving that one a try too because i really still know nothing much about it i know you like control a ship or something mm-hmm. but you know i was sold just on the uh, uh novelty of it seems like a cool game so i got those two uh and then i've been playing more of Ori and the will of the wisps and i have to you know, reiterate that again this is as good as the first game was this is a better game it's a it's a much bigger game certainly it's taking me longer to beat and if you just look at the map um, I, I don't even have all of the lands opened up yet but i can just see the map is way bigger than in the original game yeah, man i'm just i really love it i love it um the zelda bits are you know, as, I'm, as i'm thinking about tears of the kingdom coming up i'm realizing that uh ori really is like a, a a mix of, you know, it's mostly the Metroid, but it has lots of Zelda elements in it in a way that I've not seen in a Metroidvania before. I just think it's really cool how they did that. Talking about, you know, the fantasy elements, yes, the surface, the look of it, but also just, like, the different quests, the side characters, the fact that I can, you know, ignore the main mission and go try to do something on the side. There's there's a, there's a trading sequence that I'm in the middle of right now, and I think I'm about to finish it. Uh, yeah, if you like Zelda, you know, this is another another opportunity to scratch that itch before Tears of the Kingdom comes. Uh, and then uh, I got some other stuff, too. I was out at Target uh, looking for a birthday present for my nephew, and I stumbled across toys for the Mario movie, and I had to get this little bad boy. Oh, there's the van. That's fucking this awesome. the van. Yeah. It's is really that for cool. you or your nephew? No, this is for me. This is all for me. I mean, you opened you it, so I think it's already. for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I got him. I got him some Legos. These are all for me. Um, so I got this Super Mario Brothers plumbing van. It doesn't. It doesn't it go like though, right? Like, like the it's it's just like a statue, right? It just like the wheels don't move, or do they move? The wheels move. Yeah, the wheels move. You can roll it on one ground. But the doors, but the doors also, don't open. You can't see through the windows. Uh, you're wrong. So it opens up like this. It actually becomes like a little scene from the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, cool. 
You have to yep. angle it down. So, more. so the sides. Uh, there you go. Oh, so the Whoa, sides open. Cool. So it's that's got like a, almost like a Polly Pocket or like a. Yeah, that's like a Polly Pocket with Mario. There's Mario too. That's so cool. They had um. They had it's like, really cool. They had like micro that's machine awesome. uh, Star Wars type stuff like that in the '90s too, where it was like Darth Vader's mask and it turns into like the yeah, Cloud like City Pocket. or whatever. You know, like I know Polly Pocket before that, but I did have a bunch of stuff of, of Star Wars like that that was really cool as well. Those micro machines. Yeah, that's, that's exactly badass. what it is. And you got like one side there's the mushroom portion of the kingdom, another side there's the you know, scary portion, Luigi's Mansion, and there's like a cloud area. Yep, you throw Mario through the pipes if you want. But this is pretty much forever going to remain closed because I, I like the van. So I, I don't really care that it opens up. Yeah, the van cool in itself it is. is a pretty good display. It's cool thing. that like you could just hold it in your heart in a cozy way to know that there's a whole pipe. There's a secret in there. There's a whole world yeah. in there that only you know about. Yeah, it's your own. Indi- it's on your own Indian in the cupboard. Exactly. Yeah, just because for the longest time I've been wanting to like, I've been wanting Nintendo to expound upon the world of Mario outside of the Mushroom Kingdom, and and here's Mario, uh, Mario's plumbing van. Never thought I'd see this. Never thought I'd see more evidence that Mario was one time a plumber. But here it is. So I had to pick and that the up. First thing I think of is that's like a tall enough van you could probably stand up in it, and I. Kind of want to turn it into a house is of my yeah you get some headroom in there yeah. <laughs> my partner I appreciate one that. one that opens Her into van. a yeah. yeah yeah you can't stand in there or pee in there right there's still no bathroom in there oh there's a and bathroom it, in there oh there is yes. is, is is it a, is it a bucket or is there a plumbing well there's some pipes in there so you know how it goes like when you when you're not expecting to spend money and you're like okay well I'll just get that thing oh because I got that thing I might as well get this thing too and I got a hey, Luigi hey Luigi. This is from the movie, but it doesn't look like the Charlie Day one. It looks like the correct Luigi. It looks like the video game. Yeah, one. that's what I thought. I mean, it's a, this, this is, you know, it's all licensed from the movie. I guess, I, I guess, I guess, I guess it, it has, looks like it should have a pull string. I guess it has the collar. It has the collar under there, but the but the face is 100% yeah. video game the Luigi. Face, it just looks. And not the Charlie like Day the video one. Game Luigi. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I would have, you know, it's even branded with the tag of the Super Mario Brothers. Movie, oh, yeah. But yeah. No, I believe it's, you. It's passable. I'm just saying it, it looks like the video game one though, like the Woo-hoo! face does. Yeah, I know. I spent That's a lot of time it. with if it, if it looked more like the, the Luigi the movie one. I, I would have passed on it. That one does. Now, if it looked yeah, like that one. Jeremy, the front button, the, Jer- front the front button Mario. Mario. <laughs> Let's compare the two. Which one looks yeah. more like the the front button Mario? Definitely does not look like the Mario that we know now. But that was from a long time ago. <laughs> and yeah, he's there got go. the, There's our, He's got the camel toe. The camel toe Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I dig this also because. They made it so it stands up, so it's it's firm. You have to get it to balance a little bit, but I can like let it go and there it stands up on its own. And it's and it's saying Yahoo. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yahoo, I, serious. I forgot how uh the, the the Luigi's Mansion thing. I forgot how cool the soundtrack is there. Where like there's different levels. How Luigi is like singing along with the music depends on how scared Luigi is. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard that about. Yeah. It's really cool. Like. If he's like whistling, he's not that scared. But when he's like kind of humming, he is scared. And yeah, there's different parts right. whether the lights are on or off. Like will will vary as to like how the it's it's a great game. Just it just reminded me of that. Just seeing Luigi there. And you know, because I got the Luigi, I had to get one more thing. And this is perhaps the coolest one of all. Ready? I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm doing it. It's a phone playing music that no one else can hear. There you go. Whoa. Oh shit. Bowser. He's breathing fire. So it's a Bowser yeah, toy. It smoke. And it's breathing smoke That's out of it. And it has cool. a light behind it as well. 
Isn't that cool? I think more of like a side view. Yeah. What is so the cool. wow? Yeah. What is this? How is this? Where's the smoke coming from? Is there is there like dry ice inside of that or something? <laughs> no, you put a little bit of water in here. Is this this oh. little flap is here? It opens up. You can squeeze water inside. Oh, that's really so cool. It's just and like a little you press, in it. you press here. You press one of the spikes on the back. Oh, one of the spikes. Yeah. Could you start? And then the water like comes out. It looks really cool, doesn't it? It looks great. It looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's just made yeah, out of water. Just water, yeah, that's it. That is so cool. I would have flipped my shit over. That's that a cool one. effect. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Do you, do you have cramp. Do you have tickets yet, you Jeremy? This tube. For the movie, it's coming out next week. Do you have tickets yet? Who me? Yes, you're the only one of the, of the three of us that doesn't have tickets yet. Didn't you get tickets nope. for Mario yet? I didn't. I didn't buy my tickets, but I I reserved oh, okay. you know, time off work. So oh, okay. So I'm the only one who has tickets. That, True. I'm the only one who has tickets to Mario. We have the money for them in our card. We haven't used yet. I was just saying, uh, you should go because I was hoping that our our next episode would be our Mario movie uh, spoiler episode. That's what I was hoping. I'll try so you because I go. do have to work that morning. Because so yeah, well, yeah, but I yeah, would have a very go. narrow period of time between yeah. work and the episode to see the movie. I'll say we could start later. I don't know. I was hoping because Jess and I were going to see it. John's going mm-hmm. to see it. I thought we could all talk, but Jess would be on too. That's yeah. the plan. That should be cool. So we can Those do our Bowser's- own, uh, we could be at the beginning of the, one of the first podcasts to talk about the show, about the movie. Yeah, Bowser is posable. I think there's like 16 points of articulation, his tail moves and everything like that. It's, I think it looks like a more expensive toy than it actually is. It's, this is only 30 bucks, but I really like the But it's not it. just water you're putting in. It's some sort of fog juice or something. Well, no, it's literally just water. It does something inside well, of you it had, to make you it. Had like yeah. that little, you had that little like tube of stuff you showed us. Yeah, so it comes with this little plastic tube, but you just so it's just water. water. Oh, okay. And they stick it in there. It, it's a yeah. it's an applicator yep. or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Yep. How do they do that? And how do they make the? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. know. It's not really like heating up a whole bunch or anything. You put the hmm. water in, and it's just ready to go. So this is like it's like an aerosol, or, more so probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah, it looks pretty good, right? That's like, a fucking cool. It's toy. Very cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I mean, this one does it's look. Cooler, this does dark, look like yeah. the Jack Black Bowser, but that's fine. I mean, it's it's from yeah, and that, actually, so you know, it does look but like, I like Jack, Jack Black, Bowser. But here's the thing: like looking at this thing in person, I think it actually kind of also looks a little bit more, um, you know, leaning into the Japanese influence. Like it looks like something, you know, off of like a, one of those old paintings or something like that. I got to see the reminds me of, uh, of Mario Three Bowser a little bit too. The, the yeah. thing, the thing for me that makes it look weird is the teeth. Like he has this big the teeth. separation yeah. in the middle of yeah. his teeth there, which Bowser does as well, but not that much. Like the gap in the middle is much that bigger, much, and that's what is like. All right, that doesn't look like the Bowser that I that I know of. That's oh, so cool. Yep. But it breathes it breathes smoke. So there you go. Yeah, it's very cool. So this was thirty bucks at Target, and I'm sure other places. If you want to look at the packaging, I've got that right here too. Nice. So, well, stuff. So, uh, we only we only have like uh, like fifteen more minutes with John here. Can we just look at the the 3ds shop real quick before you go sure. and look at the highest selling games? Because I, I want all of you to be here for it, so you sure. can kind of just. I, and I talked talked to Jess about it earlier. I was like, uh, you know, we'll just play a little guessing game here as to what you think are the number one selling 3ds games of all time digitally. 
Thankfully, my 3DS will actually get online. I wanted to do this for Wii U too, but my Wii U won't get online. So, does this include pack packins? Because a lot of 3DS sold with like a packin digital code, right? I don't know. This is just this is just what you can find on the Nintendo eShop for the 3DS yeah. right now. It's very. Does, does it say if it's by units or by how much money it's made? It's very bare. So you, you go on you go on the shop now, and all it says is it shows Nintendo Select. So I guess they can kind of taunt you yeah. and show you all the games that you maybe wish you would have gotten if you didn't get them. I thought yeah. maybe it was just showing them to me because I bought all of them. But there, but there's Nintendogs in there, which I didn't get. So there is some stuff that I didn't get. It's basically Nintendo Selects, and it has, like, I don't know, it has I add funds, which doesn't work. You know, rate titles, like that sort of thing. But if you go down and you go to Charts... It will show you. You go to you go to software charts and go and I go to all software and it gives you a top twenty of all of the software like what sold the most out of all of them. Do you have any idea what number one is? Number one might surprise you. That's what they say. Uh, number one is going to be the one that sold the most of all games on 3DS. Super Mario Brothers three. Nope. Sold the most on the 3DS. It's going to be. Let's say it's some mahjong game or something. No, it's, I mean, think, think about some of the biggest, uh, things that Nintendo puts out. It's it, actually, this might tip it off a little bit. It's a virtual console game and you can only That's get it, you can yeah. only get it on 3DS. So it was Pokemon. It's one of them. Blue. Yeah. No, it's Pokemon yellow. Pokemon yellow. Pokemon mm. yellow is the number one most sold, uh, because 3DS probably game. every fucking 3DS owner bought that game. I bought it. I bought that game. I, I bought, bought it, it when it came out. Well, because, uh, well, I th- yeah, cause because I ne- it had red and blue. It was like the best way to buy. Like- yeah, well, yeah, yellow was based more on the anime, and you could actually unlock all of the starters on yellow. So you start with Pikachu, and then you unlock all three of the starters as well. But it's based more around the story of like Ash and Team Rocket and all that from the TV and show. They charged a fucking ten bucks for that instead of four dollars. They did, yeah, they did charge ten bucks for it. But you know what? I was ready for it, and it was Game Boy Color, right? It, it worked like both ways, so it had more color in it. I think. Yep. So yeah, I what told was the it, companion game to yellow, and was that also like the next one? There, there wasn't. So there was there was red and blue, and then there was yellow. Oh. Where, the thing uh, about okay. Whereas like there was, was gold a... and silver, and then crystal. Like it's the same thing where Pikachu where they have the two, you. and then they do the one later yeah. that has everything from both of them. That's what yellow. You have oh, Pikachu as a companion that would actually. Yeah, follow and there's a yellow. there's a mini game where you can surf as Pikachu on a surfboard. Like it was, and, and like I said, it was it was more it was more like the anime, and it was. It was the one I always wanted to play, but I didn't want to buy it again. But I would buy it for ten bucks, and I played I played it a lot. Like we, uh, if you go back and listen to Nintendo Main Podcast, we talked about it a ton on on when it came out. So yeah, the number one game is Pokemon Yellow. Number two, this one's probably easier to guess. I mean, I can just like go down them. Number two, Animal Crossing. No, number two is Mario Kart Seven. Oh, that makes sense. Number two is Mario Kart 7. Number three, John already said. So what did you say earlier, John? Mario 3. There you go. Super Mario Brothers 3 at number three. Uh, fitting for oh, the number. Oh, virtual console. Yeah, the right. Super Mario Brothers yep. 3 virtual console game. And number four, uh, what's considered to be one of the best Pokemon games of all time, Pokemon Crystal, which I also bought because of... Uh, I never bought Crystal. Because of talking about... Well, it's because, you know, X-Blood got talking about how great it is and... I was like, I gotta play that game, and it is really good. It was the first time that they actually did like animated, uh, animated sprites and all that for the game. It's very good. Number five, Legend of Zelda: A Link's Link's Awakening, Game Boy Color, Virtual Console. Uh, number six, Pokemon Dream Radar, which I don't even think you had to pay for. I think that was free, so maybe it should be higher. I remember playing that. Number seven, Pokemon Red version. 
Number eight, Super Mario Brothers 1, the NES Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. Number 10, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Number 11, The Legend of Zelda, the NES game. Number 12, Pokemon Blue. Number 13, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Number 14, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Ages. Er, Legend of Zelda Oracle, Oracle of Ages, not Ocarina. Um, number 15, Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Number 16, Pokemon Silver. Number 17, Super Mario 3D Land. Number 18, Pokemon Gold. Number 19, Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. And rounding it off at the end, number 20, Tomodachi Life. I own most of those games, except for like uh, Pokemon Red and Blue and Gold and Silver and all that. I just thought that was really interesting to just see how everything uh, was what, like uh, was on there. Like um, so low it's for, kind of a uh, snapshot for like the, the Zelda 3DS. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, what was it Ocarina of Time 3DS game remake 13? You know, you think that'd be a little bit higher, right? I just think that the 3DS was around for so long that like something that was a system seller when it first came out just wasn't that impressive. Like, oh, you can buy Ocarina of Time on here. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, you know, like buy that in like late adopters and people who bought multiple copies of the system just didn't care. But for the record, I do have that and uh, Majora's Mask. I played through both of those. Uh, it, well, it just it just shows how important uh the pokemon games were on there because that's the only way that those games were ever re-released was through uh, 3ds and all of them are in the top 20 like everyone yep. so pokemon yellow red blue gold silver crystal they're all in there so people are very excited about that but it's cool to see mario 1 and 3 on there like in the they're the law and order of video games <laughs> what they they never leave they're still on for like 20 years or whatever I just thought it'd be pretty cool to go through it. I, it's a shame I can't get on the Wii U one, but maybe next maybe next week we can. But And Super Mario Land 2, the one that I dogged on so much, number 19. I mean, it's kind of a boring game, but, you know, I mean, some, I'm sure a lot of people want to play it. So It's more of a proof of concept. Not a single Pokemon game in there. There's so many good Pokemon 3DSs. Didn't even make it. Sorry. Or not Pokemon. Uh, Kirby. No Kirbys. Couldn't make it Kirby. Not even Robobot. Not even the Mech Kirby, which is a great, Damn, great game. But all right. Well. Let's take a break, and uh, John, you got to hit hit the road. And, Have a great uh, evening. Yeah, I got to take off. We'll see you next week, and uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about whatever we have left here. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! 
with Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Jeremy, what have you been playing for the week? Well, I did want to say I beat Minish Cap. I said I would. Finish Minish. I, did. I finished Minish. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, my name was Damn It in that. So it was really funny every time that I would do the Kinstone Fusion. It'd be like, Damn it. <laughs> Forest Minish. Damn it. Old man. Damn it. You know, like it was fun. So yeah, I'm happy it allowed me to put Damn It as my name. And uh, I finished Damn It. I mean, I finished Minish. And um, it was a good feeling to finally finish that game. You finish, know what? Finish. That last boss is bullshit. Yeah. No wonder I never beat that asshole. Mm. Yeah. That last boss is bullshit. But once you know what to do, it's not so bad. But I just can't imagine going through that whole process to like get back to that boss over and over again because there's not a place to save. Because I, I did my part to not use save states towards the end as much to see what it was like. And there's just these really long spots at the end of things you have to do to get to the boss in the first place and then the final boss has three stages wow. and two of those stages are separated from the third stage to where you think you're good to go and then all of a sudden bam there's that third one so yeah spoilers but it's a pretty hard boss and i i have mad respect for anybody who finished that on the original yeah Game Boy advance with uh since i've been playing i've mostly been playing virtual console stuff on wii u and 3ds um I really miss I really miss the rewind. Like there's no rewind on that at all. So it's like when I was playing the DS games, like when I was playing Squeak Squad even, I'm just like, "Oh, I got f- I got killed here for a stupid reason and I can't go back and change it. I just have to like watch my lives and try not to get a yep. game over or whatever." You know, it, it's it's a whole I I've I've just been spoiled so much by the by the rewind stuff. Even like even Kirby Squeak Squad, which I would say is probably one of the easier Kirby games. And, I, and I'm a Kirby fan, you know, but there's some bosses that are just dumb. They just lay down and you can just hit a button and they just go away. But I was uh, I was listening to uh, whatever the last Kirby episode was on for Retronauts while I was shopping the other day at the grocery store. And I found out that Bob Mackie has a book coming out. So that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. The um yeah, I, did, I don't listen to their podcast normally, even though I 
Patreon on him or whatever. But yeah, he has the fucking, um, whatever it's called, uh, Day of the Tentacle book. So that's cool. Yeah, he's got a book coming out. I'm happy for him, you know. To be a published author is probably a dream he's had since he entered college at, on the uh, literary degree or whatever. English, whatever the fuck he did. Yeah, he had an English degree or something like that. Like, I I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to write a book eventually, but it's probably going to be about some weird shit. You just got to play a video game a lot and write a book about it. <laughs> so there was, whoever else they had on there was writing a book called There's No Bad, There's No Such Thing as Bad Games. So I That's mean, what, true. I read that game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, you know more than me because I don't listen that much. But I did like that Kirby game, a Kirby episode, because it's nice to hear other Kirby fans talk about how great Kirby is because I love the Kirby. I mean, I feel like acknowledging Kirby as being great is almost like acknowledging AI as being fine. Like, hey, thanks, AI. You Kirby. did a good job, AI. <laughs> hey. Like, hey, Kirby, you're great. You're great, Kirby, because like, Kirby is like Comparing a Kirby to like, AI? What? What, what do well, you mean? Kurt, Kirby is like this god above all gods. In it. We saw that in the last Smash Bros. game. He's the ultimate god above all gods. I think he's been like, the god Kirby above all gods everything. in every Kirby game. Like, Because at the end of it, it's always like shit hits the fan and everything gets fucking crazy. I mean, in a, I mean, spoilers. Uh, oh, I told you like Kirby in the Forgotten Land, like you pretty much turn into Bayonetta at the end of the game. So like all of a sudden you're like, you, you basically eat like a semi truck and you're driving over skyscrapers like across yeah. the world. So like shit, so they basically like shit gets crazy at the end there. So I'm telling you, Kirby is the one you don't want to talk shit about. Kirby, I love you. You're the best. Kirby's great. I actually I've loved uh, you since Game Boy Ridge. I know. In, in in between, like I was playing so many games that I didn't put all of it on the notes. But in between uh, last episode and this episode, I I like found a list of like all the mainline Kirby's, and I decided that I was going to try to play through all of them. And I did actually play more of Kirby's Dreamland Three on Super Nintendo, and I don't hate it as much as I normally did, but I still don't like it that much. It still doesn't feel like the peak Kirby stuff that I like so much. So whatever. And Squeak Squad's pretty good. Like I said, it feels a little bit easier, but it's still fun, and I like the I like the sprite art much better than I do on the super than I do the Super Nintendo one. But whatever, and it's kind of cool. Like you, you get you get to fight this mouse brigade, like this mouse gang that's called the Squeak Squad, and steal uh, treasures from them or whatnot, or try to run. There's like different things you do. Like sometimes you do races away from them, and or they'll steal a treasure from you, and you have to get it back or whatever. It's pretty cute. It brings back more of a like uh, friendly gang rivalry rather than a. <laughs> I mean, those some of those some of those mice are ridiculous. They're they they big. They throw bombs at you. They're really annoying. There's a big giant one with an Audi. Has an Audi belly button. I mean, as recently as a uh, Mario Odyssey, like they were like, we're, they're not just going to fight the Koopas. They got to fight these rabbit things. Oh yeah, the porn rabbits. And they brought out the rabbit weirdos. Yeah, it was the same thing as uh, Near Automata. Same with that one. Just look up those rabbits, like. You'll oh find you'll find some weird pictures real quick. <laughs> That's like, uh, okay, oh, geez, never never really thought about that, but uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> there's some, all right, cool, yeah. I guess they have those. All right. I'd rather not. They have that. Taint. Oh wait, private tab. All right. <laughs> well, there was a. Uh, I mean, they, they mentioned there was a one of the retronauts. Bob was like, uh, you know, it, it didn't take too long for me to find rabbit porn. And I'm like, all right, I got to Google one of these, and then I'm like, oh no, there it is. Yeah, you're right. It's there. Oh, rabbit, like with a T. No, no, the rabbits from uh from Mario Odyssey. Like oh, if you Moises. just if you just Google them, pretty soon you'll see some some pretty uh, stupid pictures. <laughs> I said same thing from the cast of Xenoblade Chronicles Three. There's a lot of horny people out there. 
Anyway, what else have you been playing other than the Minish Cap that you beat? I'm glad you beat it. That's That game's great. Uh, it has well, we're done with the podcast. I got to go. I remember to have chat GPT and they can generate it. I'm just working. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what else have I been playing this week? Well, did we not talk about Tetris 99? We did not. We didn't. Actually, that was that was the thing. There was actually two. There were two things that I played on Switch this week. I played Tetris 99 so I could get to Tetris 99, uh, the Fire Emblem theme. And yeah. I will say both Sean and I. I like the, I like the music, yeah. actually. It actually really made me kind of want Fire Emblem Engage. Cause I, I really, hated the, cause I really liked the, the visual music on it. side of it, but the music was cool. Yeah. I th- I mean, Visually, it was like someone was stabbed me in the eyes with needles. Well, the, the, the visual, like the, the blocks, they were trying to make them. Like you know the 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 weapon triangle or whatever they were trying to go with that with like here's the I just can't deal with the the, color the spear and the bad. yeah the, it's like here's the spear and the sword and the and the axe or whatever I always wonder about that because I know like some a lot of I don't think you've liked any of the of the color palettes on that but I I, I like the mu- I like the music I just thought I, I should mention on Tetris ninety nine Shauna got the theme in four rounds and her top place was third place on her oh damn. Round. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 well, I'm not trying to say, I mean, I did not get third place, but I did feel like I got the theme quicker than I normally do. Like normally it takes around 40 minutes. I got this one mm-hmm. in about 20, but I did not do that well. I think I maybe got 30th at the best, but maybe they were giving out more points as far as the theme goes. But yeah, she should have gotten that like on that one third place game, I think. I don't know. It, they always, they, I feel like they always kind of change how much points they give you depending time. on where you're at on the. You know, like just where you wa- place. Just watching her play after not having played in months and months just like just dogged me. I don't know. I, I, I like my partner. I'm glad you played <laughs> it though. You finally got back and yeah. got a Tetris ninety nine theme. Yeah. I pl- I played it. The- I, I played it enough and then I went back to Luigi's Mansion. On my 3DS. I mean that's all that mattered. So I just wanted go. the theme <laughs> personally. Yeah, but no, but it-, it was pretty cool. Like you remembering like, you know, this game has brought this house together for a while. But yeah, you played last... a lot. You played a lot of it. You were playing it like it's going out of style over there. We're still playing it, apparently. But the last good. thing I wanted to talk about was a. I finally bought this game. It was revealed in a direct a few years ago. I think it was like an E3 direct, but it was Shin Sakai Into the Depths. Shin Sakai Into the Depths. That was always a game that I wanted to try out, and you finally got to right. That's a Capcom game, and that was in a one of the directs, correct? Correct. So it's been on my wish list for years now. They revealed it, I believe, in yeah the 2019 Direct, or somewhere around then. And maybe it was an ND Direct. But uh, it came out in 2019 in September. And it to me, it always looked like... Because I at the time, I hadn't even tried Subnautica yet, but it looked like... It looked like the uh, Terraria as... Like, one of those... What are the, whatever those, uh, those things are they have the tests about, where it's like, this is to this as this is to this. I would say... Uh, Minecraft is to Terraria as Subnautica is to Shinsekai into the depths. At least that's what I thought. Oh yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, so it's like uh, uh, Shinsekai is like the two D version of uh, of Subnautica, like, right? Yeah, and to be honest, visually it is a lot. In fact, as far as like the best parts of Subnautica where I would just kind of relax because I was in this big open ocean and I had all this space to go wherever I wanted. It's got that in spades. 
But as far as like the the fear and the uh, the tension of Subnautica, it doesn't have that at all. Does it have the soundtrack uh, at least? Because I, I did buy the Subnautica soundtrack also. Because yeah, it's a it's very calming. But yeah, but also you all of a sudden you run into this fucking crazy thing that eats you, and it's like uh. I will say the music is more peppy than it ought to be at times, but it it is nice and ambient most of the time. So the more I've done research for this, and this was originally meant to be, you know, it was developed for to launch the Apple Arcade Store. Shinsekai was, yeah, okay, yeah, but I mean, it I, launched I, I simultaneously, into it at all. right? Simultaneously launched with the Switch. I was so thought, I always thought it looked good. Like I thought the graphics looked good. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I finally got it. Because I just wanted to play it. It was on sale. It was in my wish list. Yeah, I know there was a. I know they had a Capcom sale with the Resident Evil Four release. So I finally purchased it, and you know what? It's fine. It's. Uh, I think it's more of a passive than an active game. So I remember you talking about. Uh, was that uh, Abzu? Was that what it was called? Oh I, yeah, I like that game a lot. Abzu was great. But that was, Abzu that, is more of a passive, like you're kind of exploring, right? Like, yeah. You go Abzu and... was really good. Like that, it was on sale for like a dollar ninety nine, and it was like, it was a wonderful dollar ninety nine. I played it all the way through. Like it was so, very calming and beautiful. I don't know if this is the exact same thing, but this game's never like seriously stressed me out. Like even though I get lost and I'm just wandering around trying to find things, like at no point am I like fearing for my life or like that I'm going to lose something special. You know, as far as I can tell, you don't lose anything but your tanks. And once again, I must remind the listener, I'm playing on easy mode, so it's probably a lot harder as you amp it up. But you're essentially a, you know, you're playing a 2D adventure, but you move super slow because you're underwater. But at any point, like once you jump, you could start uh, using the control stick to just float wherever you want to go but you're using your air as propulsion. So for a good, like I'd say the first like 15 to 20% of the game, you're entirely like based around getting from spot to spot to refill your air tank or picking up extra air tanks because your air tanks kind of become your energy uh, uh, containers like Metroid, where you're taking damage to those first before your ultimate body like takes damage. So your air tanks are also your like reserve energy tanks. They're your propulsion and they're your like shield kind of. So the more energy tanks you have, or the more air tanks you have, you know, the more safe you are and the more travel you can do and stuff bef- between travels, you know, it all makes perfect sense, but the game doesn't explain itself really. And everything's like in these weird cryptic like symbols and stuff. Every once in a while, it'll sort of, sort of describe to you what your uh, the new thing you acquired does but i've just had to do i haven't like got onto a wiki or anything but i've just had to like really just spend my time with it now, i bet i played this game six or seven hours this week so you know i put some serious time into it i think i only paid well it was on sale for 10 i do believe like 9.99 and then i had some uh gold coins so i got it for pretty cheap and uh you know what for what it is it's less like Subnautica than I thought it would be. I was really hoping I could like build bases and stuff, but you can't do that. Mm. More or less, it's like an exploratory Metroidvania where in order to keep descending to further depths, you have to upgrade your armor. But to upgrade your armor, you have to go to the right spots and mine the materials. So like until you've gone to all those proper spots, 
to get the right materials to go further down, you can't. So that's kind of how the gating works in this game. So even though it initially seems like a giant open world, I feel like it's very linear. So for whatever reason, like, you know, it could still be really relaxing and fun to play, but the more I play it, the more I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I think at this point, like I've got two areas to unlock that aren't um, on my quick travel menu. And I don't really feel like I've had any sort of emotional feeling about this game other than it, I can just kind of blink out while I play it. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's what that's a lot of games people are I looking play. for. Yeah, um, I, I will mean, say it does have a vehicle in it, kind of like uh, Subnautica that you yeah. can eventually find. That vehicle opens up a lot more stuff to you, and then you can leave it, and you have like a, a tether attached to it that gives you basically infinite propulsion and energy within a certain distance from the ship as your tether becomes longer or shorter or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's Once they added the vehicle, it became especially more frustrating because now I'm like, I can do whatever I want with this vehicle, but then I get to a spot and I have to get out of it just because there's such a, there's this little narrow hole I have to go through. And then all of a sudden there's like all this room. And if I just had like a bit of an explosive, my ship just could come in here too. And then we could be having fun exploring, but instead the way they kind of like uh, gate the game is based on like just whatever. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It got good reviews. It's a fun game. It's very relaxing. It it won't piss you off. It won't stress you out as long as you play on easy initially. So it might be worth it just for the the prettiness and the music and the, the sort of like chill gameplay. But if you want to make sense of this game without looking at a guide, Good luck. I uh, I I I would love to finish uh, Subnautica sometime. It just keeps you kept reminding me of that because you kept talking about Subnautica. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that you've been enjoying it from we've been playing it. I uh, since I don't play Switch anymore, I I am not been able to spy on you and John and see what you're playing because uh, all I do is play 3ds and there's nobody on there. I think uh, one person I saw had played something recently on there. I was like, hey, look at that of my friends or whatever who haven't who haven't sold their 3ds's or had them stolen or whatever well you're living in the moment and i appreciate it i guess you weren't um i guess you weren't able to uh link your link your uh stuff to the 3ds i was not by the time i got around to it it was it kept giving me error messages and then i i just couldn't ever get it to connect and you know what it's fine i had my couple of days in the sun to do it and i missed my chance I do have some good Wii stuff, some good Wii stuff. Definitely have some good 3DS stuff. Mostly I was wanting to get on for those three dollar deals that you were talking about. For the sales, yeah, for the Capcom sales exactly. where you can buy like you can buy like all of the Phoenix Wright stuff for like nine dollars. Yep. Which I had to get that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh I actually bought Phoenix Wright trilogy twice, so I didn't buy that again. Because <laughs> I bought it for the Wii for for WiiWare. And actually I went back to my Wii and I looked for all those games that I said were missing last week. They're all there. I just don't know what their fucking icons look like. I found all of them. So I was full of shit last week. So, uh, you know, and, and you thought maybe yours had disappeared. They probably haven't. You just don't know where they are. And that's me, old person that can't find their uh, <laughs> their fucking uh, games on WiiWare. No, I went back to the Wii and just was like, try to look for those things that were on there. And I'm like, wait, there's that one. Oh, and then there's that one. Oh, there's that mm-hmm. one also. I just I just forgot what their fucking icons look like. 
And I had a, I had the Rondo of Blood was on the main page, actually. It wasn't even on the SD card, so. It's all in Japanese. How do I know? I have to highlight it, and it'll tell me it's Rondo of Blood. Whatever. But I found all those things, thankfully. So they weren't gone. They're still there. I just You have them forever. I just Rondo don't know how to fucking Blood. find them. <laughs> I have them until I lose my Wii or whatever, or can't find it, or it gets corrupted, or whatever happens. Whatever terrible thing happens. Gets buried under volcanic ash. Sorry, that's probably what's going to happen to my 3ds now that Thing I'm like, now that I'm loving the 3ds. I'm like, I hope my card doesn't get corrupted. I saw some video where it's like, well, if you have one above this gig amount, and I'm like, I don't know what mine is. I thought it was one of the bigger ones. I don't want anything to get corrupted. It's a great system though. I forgot how wonderful the 3ds is, and now I want to play it all the time. It's great. I mean, it was essentially a perfect portable by the time it was all said and done. I mean. When they got when they just like dropped the gimmick of the 3D and moved on. When to they the got 2DS. to the new 3DS, yeah. And a lot I'm of just it... saying the new Nintendo 2DS XL. God damn, it's so hard to say, but I want. One. I wish I had one. It's I'm nice looking. Try to find one. A, lo- a lot of the videos that I've seen of people being like, "Here's all the shit you got to get before the shop closes or whatever," they always show it like with that 2DS. And but I've actually been trying to play a lot of things in 3D because. I have a 3DS, a new 3DS. Right. And uh, I've had a hard time with, uh, with actually with Luigi's Mansion, because it still kind of blurs. Like, I can still kind of see two of everything when I try to put it in 3D. So, so it doesn't look I always that felt that way about uh, Dark Moon, and I was, like, thinking my 3DS was broken at first, and then I played other games, and it wasn't quite. I think it's just because it's such a... I think it varies game to game, like, how well the yeah. 3D works. I think there's such a, like, you're looking into, like, a puzzle box kind of thing so i wanted captain toad to be the same way where you're like peering into a smaller device yeah i thought focusing and like it's just not for all all the eyes not the eyes that are above the age of 40 i I thought maybe it was my glasses or something that it was like because i had glasses that didn't work as well but i remember like being like wowed by the 3d when i first got it but i don't know I was more excited to see it because it sounded like sci-fi when I first heard about it. I mean, I think it's cool, but now like it, it kind of bothers me because, like I said, the, the sprites look blurred. Like, and I and I and I'm just like, I'll oh, just turn it off. It looks better without it, you know. And, but I want it to be 3D because, like I was saying, the original idea of of a uh, Luigi's Mansion on GameCube was supposed to be 3D. So I thought I should play it like that. But I don't know. It depends. I thought it worked pretty well for Capcom for the Capcom uh, the Resident Evil 3D Mercenaries game. But it, uh, yeah. I guess. and that was one of the first 3D games, so I don't know. But regardless, I mean, Luigi's Mansion is still a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's talk about a couple. I guess we'll talk about like some news things, and then get out of here. News, 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 news. Don't snooze, or you miss the news. Lego 2K Drive. Did you see the trailer for that game by chance? I did not. So there's a new Lego game. So there's a Lego game coming out. That's a racing game. And actually, I'm really excited about it because the video of it reminded me a lot of Sonic and Sega All-Stars Transformed. Because, You're talking about Danica? Well, <laughs> she was in that. But no, I'm, I'm talking about how the, uh, Lego, the Lego vehicles, they transform into different vehicles depending on whether you're in the air or the road or the water. And I was okay. like, that's cool. That reminds me of that racing game that was really good on Wii U. And yeah, it showed, oh, you could be a hamburger in it. So you I'm turn, right so like, yeah, if you watch it, 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 it will turn into different things depending on where you're at. And I'm like, that's cool. And they say there's going to be crossovers as well. And there's been, you know, there's been Star Wars Lego games. There's like the Marvel Lego games, like there's a bunch of different shit. I just hope that they don't uh, charge you too much for it in the end. And it's actually coming out on my birthday. So that's cool. 
the last uh, racing game that I loved on my birthday that came out was Mario Kart 8. So there's a lot to live up to on this one, but hopefully it'll be uh, just as good, if not better or whatever. I don't know. I was excited about it. I was like, cool. It looks really cool. Like it's coming to Switch, coming out on my birthday. Uh, Yeah, you get to turn into different things as you're racing. Uh, There's dolphins. Looks nice. Is it nice? Looks nice. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm into it. 2K Drive. I think it's kind of doing the same thing as like a theat rhythm where it's like, here's the regular version. And if you want everything, you got to pay over a hundred dollars. And I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Like that's mean. Just have a fucking game. That's $60. Come on. Don't, don't do that to people. Yeah. I was looking it up earlier just to get a link and there's like different versions of it. It's like, here's 120 bucks. You'll get everything. I'm like, really? Come on. Just let somebody get, just get a game and play it. Like, why do you need to be so dumb about it? But speaking of theat rhythm, uh, there's been a little news about uh, Samba de Amigo. They're including a bunch of, uh, well, they, I don't know how many there are. They're, they're including some uh, Sonic music in there. And speaking of, like, theat rhythm and all of that, I, th- I was thinking, I was like, wait, so this is a Sega game, and you're putting some Sonic music in there. Why don't you just make Samba de Amigo all about Sega music in general? You have so many fucking amazing soundtracks. Like, why don't we do... Why why can't we have like Fantasy Star, uh, Streets of Rage, Skies of Arcadia, um, Yakuza, Shenmue, Persona is Sega even as well, which has incredible soundtrack. Why don't you just like fucking just balls to the wall and just put all your shit in here and just make Samba de Amigo about video game music and who gives a fuck whether it has licensed shit on there or not? That's what I feel like. I'm like, well, you should go the theat rhythm route. Maybe, maybe don't, I mean, don't try to fuck people over on the price as much, but... Just be like, here's all of our shit. Uh, tap some buttons to it. It'll be really fun. You know, because there's some really, really good Sega games on there. Valkyrie Chronicles, you put that in there too. Bayonetta's pretty much a Sega game too. I mean, it's a Sega on yep. the bottom of the Amiibo. Just saying, there's a lot of good soundtracks you can put on there. Virtua Fighter? Man, that'd be cool too. Yeah. They, they, they should just like go crazy and just put all the Sega soundtracks on there. I don't know why they're not doing that. Oh, I mean, I'm hoping that maybe that'll be a thing later. But they're saying they're in, including like Escape from the City. And a Sonic Forces song. There's so many. There's so many good Sonic music. Like, put some shit in there from uh, from fucking Sonic Frontier. Oh my god, that that soundtrack was incredible. Put some shit from there in there. The pumpkin song. Yeah, the pumpkin song should be in there. But the Sonic Frontier one, I mentioned it before when I gushed about that game. Uh, there's a different song for every level. Everything you do has a different song, and that's admirable. Nothing is repeated. And I'm like, yeah, gotta get some good musicians for that <laughs> to come up with that much with that much shit. So. Good on them. Let's see. What else? Uh, um, everybody's... Uh, more people are skipping uh, E3. Uh, no surprise. Sega and Ubisoft are both uh, fucking off from E3. Yep. I mean, John put here in the notes, E3, 2, 1, gone, question mark? Well, not this year for sure. Nobody's going to E3 this year. We might see a couple indies or something, maybe, I think. But no, everybody else is like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah, I'm you know, maybe the the big companies pulling out of it might actually benefit the smaller companies. Maybe they'll get like a nice day in the sun because nothing else is there. I hope so. Give them That'd something. Be cool. Yeah, everybody's just like, eh, not going. We're not going. I mean, it's been said before, but I could be like Nintendo main, not going to E3. I mean, we haven't before, but still not going. Not going to it. This one's kind of interesting. I don't really know what to think about it, but Atari is going to buy Night Dive Studios. This 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 uh means something to me because Night Dive Studios have actually 
they've uh, they've reproduced a lot of old first person shooter games that I've really loved. Like they did Doom sixty four, they did Quake. Um, they did System Shock, but it's not on Wii yet or not on Switch yet. But they also did Turok one and two. Like they've done a lot of really good games that I've loved playing on Switch. And I hope that Atari acquiring them doesn't mean that they will not make first person shooters anymore. I don't want them to like. What if they're basing around old like Atari properties now? Though, like it could be really cool. I mean, but but I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the first person shooter shooter games. Well, I mean, but but they did such a good job of taking things that nobody had or like nobody owned or whatever, and just making like just them just the fact that they could take Turok one and two and like make them into HD Switch games like that was great and and Turok 2 even had like multiplayer like online multiplayer you know cross system and all that I'm like that's amazing Quake did too you know, like they've done incredible done an incredible job taking games and remaking them I don't know I guess maybe they can do uh they can uh, take Godzilla destroy all monsters melee that was an Atari game for GameCube and remake that with online multiplayer Well think of how well a lot of the, fun. Uh, the Atari uh, anniversary collection did last year, and how many accolades it got. Like mm-hmm. maybe Atari's like, we're gonna buy this studio that does a fucking excellent job of upgrading old like titles, and maybe they're gonna like do something special, some Atari type shit. Sure, maybe we'll get like something really cool out of it. I mean, they already had a who knows. I mean, they already. I mean, they they already had the people that did the Atari. That Atari game that you just talked about, like they, yeah, Digital Eclipse. Like, why would uh, Digital Eclipse? Damn it! Why would Atari go away from Digital Eclipse to, or maybe they just want another thing to acquire? I don't know. It's like they. I mean, the Digital Eclipse did an incredible job on the on the Atari collection. Like, why? I don't well, know. Why, why, why would they go after Night Dive? Yeah, maybe they're just acquiring the IP to like met it out to someone else to like make it work. But the thing is, like Night Dive Studios. Yeah, that's probably like the equivalent of Nintendo bringing on a monolith, you know, like it's just some people that are really good at which you would probably make the most money off. And then have them make like your highest selling games. Yeah, like like uh, like Animal Animal Crossing and Splatoon and and Xenoblade and all that stuff. I'm telling you, there might be something to that. Maybe Atari's. Maybe they'll throw them some more money and they can get more uh, old first person shooters to put on Switch. I'd be into Defender is going to be the game of the year next year. (laughs) Defender into this like amazing new game. I guess one more thing to talk about, and it's a shame John isn't here because. I want to have him weigh on it, but uh, the the beloved Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novel, The Last Ronin, is getting made into a video game like God of War. And I'm, I guess this was a comic book, but I, I heard about it. I guess it's the idea is uh, it's like Earth X. It's like the the Marvel Earth X comic where like everybody's dead in the future, so all of the turtles are dead except for Michelangelo, and he has to like roam the Earth by himself and not be happy or whatever anymore. I mean, is it literally everyone but Michelangelo is dead? Or just, I think I um, think that's the, the idea, squad. right? No, I think all of the turtles except for well, this is what I heard. I'm saying like all other beings besides Michelangelo. I I think most people. I think it's kind of like an old man Logan, like that sort of thing, where it's like in the future and or Logan, as it was called in the movie, post apocalypse. Yeah, I heard this. I heard it was really good. Like the comic was very good. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's supposed to be like everybody's uh, everybody's dead. Yeah, the story is built around Ninja Turtle, which, by the way, is the sequel to Everybody Poops. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Everybody dies. Ugh. Yeah, the the so basically the comic book 
doesn't tell you who the turtle is until the very end. So it's supposed to be a mystery through the whole thing. So I'd spoiled it on here. M is for mystery. But at the end of the comic, they real they reveal that, that it was Michelangelo, which I think is an interesting angle because automatically when you hear something like last Ronin, you think it's going to be Raphael, right? He's going to yeah, be able to what's left that was right. and uh, take the one. Didn't he become the shredder in the, in like a version of the comic? I, well, possibly. We did talk about this before. I know in the animated movie, the fourth one, he basically becomes like a Batman type character when they break up. So vigilante, he becomes like the yeah. vigilante or whatever with the, he has like a metal like uh, helmet uh-huh. or whatever that he wears. And you would automatically think that he would be the last surviving turtle. But it's interesting that it's Michelangelo because Michelangelo is the one who has the most joy, right? The one who like is just having a great time, just like being the most like willful whatever and like, yeah, and eating, things, eating yeah. pizza and and it's in the fact that he had lost all of his, his his family, and he's the one that's still there, makes it even darker. I think in the end, because now he's just fucking grizzled and dark. Yeah, and destroyed like, all of his the old like. Michelangelo, he's like, he's he's not a party. He's not a party dude anymore. Like yeah. as, as they said in the in the uh, music in the opening song, right? So, Every time I say cow, you just say hopeless. You just say bunga. <laughs> So yeah, he's not a party dude anymore. He's just upset all the time. But yeah, it's in a in a God of War type way, uh, hopefully it comes to Switch or Switch Two whenever it gets out of there. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I want to play it for sure. But I think that's good. Do you have any other uh, news things that you want to talk about here? No, not so much. Did you make sure and get a get a poster off of your favorite bar's wall? I did not. So I did what? Yeah, I guess it's worth mentioning on the show. Like, uh, yeah, why not? Whatever, I'll say it. I bet a little. I'm a little like uh, uh, tipsy tonight. I went to my favorite. I'm tipsy bar every town. week, so it's fine. No, no, I get tipsy at least none of us are sleepy so. here. <laughs> well, it's part of the reason we stay up late, but it's a special night for all of us. We. Uh, Tonight, Sean and I went to the Brass Rail, which is a bar that has existed. I've been there. Here. Yeah, you've been there since 1933. I felt like we went there a couple times. 1933. We knew from there. It's existed in the same family since 1933. Um, The the owner passed away in December. His name was Fody. What's his first name? I don't know his full name, but his family that inherited it are selling it so yeah it's going bye bye so like this bar that's been like in the family for literally 90 years is going going on to the market and like it's being bid on like pretty aggressively i guess oh so they so, haven't like, sold they haven't sold it yet but they but well, they haven't to. sold it but as of this sunday it's closed for uh renovations and then like the sales are being finalized oh so the, so yeah so they're doing the sales like in a couple so like, whenever it's reopened like, it'll it. be a different thing it'll be that thing lasted for 90 years and we're seeing the last moment of it and it's uh, it it's sucks like, it sucks so much so i had to go have a couple of beers there tonight to talk to some friends and some people that work there and uh, a good friend of mine that worked there passed away this last year suddenly of like a heart attack and, he was one of the employees there. There's a painting of him up above the above the uh, the dartboard, actually. Like a really nice, cool, stylized painting of him. And uh, I don't know. It's just seeing stuff like that. Like, I've seen things go away around my town. But seeing something like this, like, it's literally the oldest, like, 
tavern in the area. It's probably the whole region. Like it's been there since right after the <laughs> right after prohibition was repealed. It's like holy crap. That's even older than like two. I don't know. The, yeah. I don't know who's buying it. I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's probably not going to. It's probably not going to be jobs good. anymore. Right. Yeah. I imagine it's going to be gentrified. It's uh, there's apartments above it that friends that I have live in. Like mm. I don't know. That's so crazy. nobody really knows what's happening. I've seen. I mean, I've seen all sorts of sides of it. A lot. Well, a lot of times at places I knew of in Chicago, like like I used to work at the Beechwood, and the Beechwood was on the market for a while. You know, because I mean, they sold that place for like eight hundred thousand or something like that. I mean, I don't know how much they sold. Uh, the brass the brass rail this one's currently supposedly this one's currently hovering around 700 okay because because they needed well there were like stipulations like for beachwood it's like well we're selling it for this much but it can't be bought by these people or whatever because they had like rivalries in the in the neighborhood or or they didn't want it to be torn down torn down and turned into condos like it had to stay a bar like they had stipulations and that sort of thing and that was like that place started in like 1952, and I think the two way did too. Like that was these are the two bars that mm-hmm. got closed and reopened that like hurt me the most, especially two way. Like I was there. That's why I made the joke about make sure and getting get something off the wall before they close because at two way the last night at two way like we were just take like people were just taking whatever and nobody cared and and like the bartender and everybody was like just just keep it open just keep it going at two a.m. It's like let's keep drinking. Everybody's crying and all this stuff and. Like what are they gonna do? Shut you down? Yeah. And there was um there was this uh there was this like weird picture. Jesus Christ. There was this weird picture so in the intense. ladies' room at uh <laughs> at, at two way, you know, because they'd let us use whatever restroom we wanted to. But uh, uh, they had this picture that had hilarious geography where it showed like Peoria right next to California, and uh, I always thought it was really funny. And I wanted to get it, and uh you know, just friend Caroline tried to get it for me, but they didn't know her, and they were like, "What are you doing?" And somebody else ended up getting it, but Jess ended up finding it elsewhere and then i got it later that same picture uh, for our wedding so i have it it's in our room but also i also i got a big metal sign that says like that says like miller light two-way on it two-way because i wanted i wanted a sign that i just wanted a sign that said two-way on it it's off to your right and behind you a little bit right now it's over it's over there in the other room yeah so uh, that's what I was saying. Make sure and get a sign because I was like, "Well, they same yeah. thing when Beachwood closed. They actually auctioned a bunch of shit off, and a bunch of regulars probably paid way too much than they should have for whatever memorabilia was in there. I'm sure the one of the owners like made a killing off of it. But yeah, he auctioned all the shit that was in there. But a lot of the stuff at the at Beachwood had been there since like forever. You know, I, I tried to get like they had these original posters of like the 1930s. Uh, they had like the original mummy movie and like and like Frankenstein and stuff like that, but he was gonna sell them to me for like hundreds of dollars, and I'm like, fuck that, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, come on. But yeah, there was a bunch of shit they sold. Like they sold the whole jukebox and all that. I know DJs bought it because like it's got the little records in there that you know that have like two songs on it that's easier to spin and all that stuff and whatever. But yeah, I'm glad you got to go there. It sucks that it's closing and it sucks that it's closing and uh, you know it will reopen probably as a tavern, but given the state of the downtown community where I live and its proximity to like one of the top universities in the world when it comes to like mathematics and uh, engineering, like we're just, I don't know. It just changes all the time because like the student populace has a lot to do with how the city works, all that. It's probably a lot how Chicago works as well. I'd imagine. Yeah. Everything keeps changing. So uh, I don't know, maybe the dive bar to end all dive bars is done. 
Man, I'm sad. 90 years. I made it 90 years. Let's hope it continues. Then, yeah, new new management is always, and the, I feel like most of the time they'll say new they, ownership. They, well, yeah, new ownership. They, they'll say like, oh, it's going to stay the same, and then it doesn't. There was a bar called Gold Star in Chicago, which I had friends who worked there, and uh, they, yeah, they got that got bought, new ownership, and it was like maybe a couple months, and then they canned everybody. They they fired everybody, and and you know reopened it as a fucking cocktail bar, and everybody was really pissed about it. And I was pissed about it too because my friends got fired from there. And, I mean, I'm just saying, you we know, like yeah. they got rid of this like natural this nature preserve we had in the middle of downtown Champaign for the longest time. Like it was just like this little protected area. It was like a little prairie square where it was just like it was like basically like a little tiny city park, you know, protected. And it was just like natural prairie plants and stuff that would have grown there natively. And uh, as of like two or three years ago, someone finally like bought out the property. The city finally caved. And there was this guy called a prairie monk, which is like a local folk hero who always like petitioned to like the city council to like protect that spot of land and stuff. He passed away and I don't know, people kept trying to protect it. You know, but after like five or six years, someone came in, bought the property, won it out, and now it's like a fucking like somewhere you can go and get some uh, Moscow mules. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like an open air, like outside bar, two floors. And then like uh, another spot got like steamrolled and turned into like 40 year old beer bar. Oh, you you have robot bar? I got a robot yeah, yeah. bar right down the street from us. I'm saying that's what's like, it's turning into that kind of stuff around here. Yeah. The, the, uh, the ounces when you pay by the ounces, you don't have to hire bartenders yeah. it, as my as a friend of mine who owns the owl. Uh, he, he said it's, you know, it's a bar for people who don't like bars, <laughs> you know, it's a bar for people who don't want to actually hang out at a bar and talk to the bartenders and all that. But it's also really fucking cheap. Cause you only got to hire a couple people to work there. You know, because you don't need you know you don't need uh, you maybe need like need like just one security person in a bar back and you're good. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need to hire bartenders or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. not great. And like the one over by us, like yeah, the the bar they have like a like a bar with shots and mixed drinks. It's only open like Friday and Saturday night, so they maybe need one bartender back there for one day. But every, yeah, every other day you just serve yourself, and it's like hanging at home, but not, but way more expensive. You know, and the beer wasn't even that great there. But yeah, that that sucks that that place is closing. I mean, I mean, I think the uh, the 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 original owner was in his nineties when he passed away, and he tenaciously held on to it. He wasn't the original owner; like uh, he was in the family, the Kellys. Because if you go back and like, I found a a uh, Champagne Urbana phone book from the nineteen fifties. Actually, my dad had it, and he let me look at it. And I was looking up, you know, ads for like bars and stuff to see what was still around. And I found the brass rail in the 19, it was like 1953 or 54. And it was called Kelly's Brass Rail. Come to find out that was the last, you know, the last name of the family mm-hmm. that's had it for 90 years. So, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like it's been in the family for 90 years. God damn it. It almost made it to 100, mm-hmm. but it's not. And now, I don't know. It's maybe there's some historical designation that can be put on the building, but. It's just really sad. Like, I don't know. I feel almost like guilty that I'm here at the moment that I'm seeing this trespass. You know what I mean? Like, could I have done something to prevent this? No, but it's still weird. Like it only had 10 more years to go. It would have been a hundred year old bar. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily because of um, the amount of people that went there. Right. It was just because the owner died 
for the exactly he was tenaciously like refusing to sell it and the property value kept going up 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 well uh Look up Bla- Brass Rail, everybody, if you're still listening <laughs> at this at this point. No, uh, no, that sucks that it did close down. And I, I've seen that many times here for different things. And not that much, though. I think my two favorite he was bars doing were like the, 1950. Like, end to, of the night accounting up to like a year and a half or two years ago before he had to go into uh, assisted living. Couldn't give up the ghost on that. Just kept yeah. Making he, he would just show up at the end of the night to like do the, you know, close out the drawers and do all that stuff, you know. That'll be like me uh, editing podcasts when I'm 80 <laughs> years old or something, if I make it that far. But yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening to episode 364. Hopefully you enjoyed us talking about Zelda and all that. Tears of the Kingdom, you know you're going to get it. We're all going to get it, and we'll talk about it. And next week, we'll talk about the Mario movie, and we'll talk about how bad it is or how not bad it is. I don't know. I don't have that. I don't have that many... Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be too. You know, coincidentally, it'll be three sixty-five, which is a year. That's true. I'm, 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 I'm afraid. A year of Mario. I'm afraid it's going to be too like riffy and comedian, whatever. But maybe they'll have some references to the Mario and Luigi games, and it'll make me happy. I'm sure there'll be some parts that are cool. Uh, maybe I'll find some love for Chris Pratt somehow in there. Maybe who knows? But yeah, we'll talk about that next week. And uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast. There's going to be an episode up on April 1st. I'm not going to say what it is yet. It's kind of a surprise episode, but it'll be up there. So check that out. And for just a dollar, you can listen to that and over 50 other episodes. Like there's a lot of uh, stuff that's just on Patreon that you can listen to. And, you know, if you have higher, if you, if you have, if you're on like $5 above, you can get merchandise and other shit. Along with that, also like at five, at, at the $5 level, you can, uh, See the videos of us early recording the episodes, and you can also listen to the WART radio, where we put all of the music together, all the intro and outros, into a nice playlist, and you can rock out to it, as I do after I edit it and all that stuff. So check that out. And also, if you want to see me playing DS on, on the Wii U, go to youtube.com slash podcast and watch that uh, three-hour stream I did there. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was a good one. That's why I put it on YouTube. But check that out. And also, you can see the same thing at twitch.tv slash Podcast every Monday night at 11, around 11. I think I'm going to continue doing DS on Wii U because it's great. And then I'll probably eventually you do, might as well. do uh, Breath of the Wild on Wii U because I brought the Wii U in here and got it going on the streamer, so why not? And you can find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxstack on there. And, uh, I still think it's it's coming close. <laughs> that won't be a thing anymore. I I don't know. There's too much stuff on there. They still announce everything on there. I forgot to mention your other followers were still show up on your feed. It's okay. Your what? I saw that. Well, no, because uh, Mr. Muskrat was like, uh, as of this date, the only ones that will show up in your uh, following feed will be people with a blue check. After they get rid of the legacy blue checks, and then they were like. Uh, Actually, I forgot to mention. I don't have the people any. you follow already will be there. I was gonna say, like all of my followers don't have blue checks. Well, anymore, I don't have very many. I got like four or five people. I was trying to no, you have plenty of followers. I was trying to keep it uh, level to our episode number because I have three hundred fifty nine. I used to have three hundred sixty, and I was like, I should keep it going with three hundred sixty four. But I don't care that much. But yeah, if you want to hear me compare uh, Tears of the Kingdom to uh, Oliver Queen and uh, and. Uh, whatever his name, Clint Barton from uh, The Avengers, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. 
But yeah, thank you Damn. so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya! Fusion. <laughs>